said done, you're gonna be taking players out of your bad asses all night long until you got the bad asses. The only one chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance to do the run licking split. You can't run because you're the bad asses. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's line. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love him. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar, but I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Sugar and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make it, 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 make and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. that one I feel, I feel like i'm watching a show on a and e see I, I don't know i got like late 90s early 2000s like goth rave vibes yeah a little bit good stuff though good stuff i like that one i do i do i do anyway folks it's wednesday night it is uh wrestling outlet I am Boxman. Thank you for joining us. Of course, right across from me is the madman known as Smark Wahlberg. What is going on, Smark, eh? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, not bad. Not bad at all, man. Been uh, obviously a lot of crazy things going on out here in this uh, in this world. Um, I'm not even sure where to start. Um, obviously, I guess I can start with what happened here. Uh, in uh, 
in good old uh, Texas yesterday out in uh, Uvalde, I believe is how you say it. Um, man, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm lost for words here as a dad. Um, Nineteen kids and uh, I believe two or three. Smart is it, is it two two teachers? Three, uh, three adults. It was three adults. Okay, I thought it might have been three. So, nineteen children and uh, three adults were uh, shot yesterday at a school. Eighteen-year-old um, kid went in and did it. Um, uh, I'm not going to sit here and go on a whole. This isn't going to be about guns. It's not going to be about left or right. It's um, going to be about this. Uh, I, I really. I uh, I feel for those families. I um I don't even I can't even imagine sending my kid off to school, and uh, he you know he or you know, she never um you know just doesn't come home just because of something like that. I, I can't even imagine it. I don't think any parent should ever have to go through it. Um, and uh, it's 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 just absolutely awful. Uh, what happened and um i know we can thoughts and prayers all we want i i know it does nothing but uh it's all i can give right now and um that's really all uh all i wanted to say so smart yeah i mean it's just it's absolutely terrible i was watching kind of as it was going on because i was uh actually trying to check on the local news to see what the weather was going to be like because they were saying it was supposed to be some pretty bad weather the next couple of days so i turned that on it was like it started off it was like three three dead Mm -hmm. like 14 injured was what they suspected and then the number just like seemed to have to keep going up every like five minutes or so it just kept getting worse and worse and it's just it's absolutely terrible like i um that very same day my little cousin graduated uh middle school Mm. and they were talking about on the news you know one of the kids got an award for uh his studies and the the parent had gone to see i guess the presentation to see the kid get the award and then that was the last time they saw them so it's like you know this can happen anywhere i was like kind of thinking about i was thinking about my cousin at the time and i was like i can't imagine what it's going to be like for those parents to be involved in that situation of just like you go to support your kid, see your kid get an award, then that's it. You don't never get to see the kid again. Mm. All of, you know, I've seen photos of some of the children. I've seen tweets from like the wife, uh, not wife, but husband of one of the teachers that was there. And it's just like, it, absolutely heartbreaking. Like we obviously, and like you said, kind of, it's not really, it's not a political issue at all. Like it's children that were killed, right. regardless of where you are on their spectrum. If you cannot be sad that children and adults that did nothing to anybody were slain, then like you have some serious problems. And I think that's another thing is this, like you can talk all day about guns, but nobody ever talks about trying to improve access to mental health care. Right. Which I think would be a big step in helping to sort of ratify situations like this, at least decrease them a little bit. Unfortunately, this is going to forever be an ongoing saga, but mental health more affordable, more accessible. Maybe this kind of shit won't happen quite so long. Right. Yeah. No, and I, I, I do totally agree with that. I really do. But um, yeah, it's. Uh just an awful thing and you know i'm yesterday i'm sitting there and i'm thinking i'm i'm 
you know, my kids got awards yesterday too. My um, younger one, Dylan, uh, third grade, he got some awards for um, AB honor roll. My older one got the same thing. My uh, uh, Dylan got a uh, voted most likely to invent something famous award in his class. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there doing that. And then, you know, I turn on the, you know, I busy day yesterday. I usually get in my car, I hit Siri and I go just, you know, update me on news for the day. And I heard that and my fucking heart dropped. And, you know, like I said, man, I, I, I can't even imagine, you know, the old saying parents aren't supposed to bury their children. And, um, you know, these are, you know. I really feel for not just, I mean, the parents, the brothers, the sisters, the grandparents, the, I mean, anyone and everyone in that, I mean, that whole community, uh, you just got to really just, I mean, your heart's got to pour out to them. And, and, and that's really, like I said, there's nothing, I'm, I am not going to make this political. I'm not going to make this about guns, but um, my son's school has had a few of these little threats. We're in the country here, but it still happens, you know, and, um, they they have one point of entry. They do have an armed guard at the school, more than one. And, um, you know, they're ready for it just in case it does happen. Thank God it never has. And, you know, knock on this wood desk that it never will. But um, that's not saying that it couldn't one day. Like I said, they've had more than one threat. Actually, we had about four this year that they emailed us about. Uh, guns, knives, uh, even bombs. So, I mean, it can happen anywhere. It can happen in little little towns, big towns, cities, anywhere, any place. Um, I mean, I mean, trust me, I, I, I don't want to live at the ready at all the time, but um, schools might have to. And uh, it's an awful way to, to, to live, but I, I just don't know what else to do. I just don't. Yeah, I think that's sort of the disheartening part about it is like, the sort of outcry is that we can't keep allowing this to happen, but what do you do? Like, how do you prevent this from happening? How do you cleanse evil within somebody's heart? It's just, it's very much an uphill battle. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So, um, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, even AEW started with this tonight. Um, JR was uh, saying it. He said, uh, you know, it's got to stop. Can you do something, something to that effect? He said, um, Look, you tell me what I can do. I'll fucking do it. I'll tell you that right, right. now. Right. I'll, I'll do it. But um, all I can do right now is just feel for these families. And uh, that's all any of us can do at this moment. Um, at this moment. So, but anyway. Um, yeah, just, I mean, really, more than anything, just try to do your best to be a decent human being and treat those around you with love or at the very least respect and tolerance. Yeah. Trust me, I know how hard it can be to treat some certain people <laughs> with tolerance. I, I've I've come across. I I went grocery shopping today. I, I've seen the evils <laughs> of the world. There were quite a few people that that deserved at least a stern talking to. But you know, you gotta gotta just keep it moving and move on. Dude, you've done waiter. I mean, you've been a waiter. You've taken some shit. So <laughs> waiter, server, mm. or server, but host. Mm. I've done customer service of all kinds, cashier. <laughs> I've dealt. I am immune to people yelling in my face. It just doesn't phase me. You're a glutton for punishment, dude. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the hardest part is not smiling because like when people yell at me, I just have the urge to laugh. Yeah. So like it's hard when somebody's just like right in your face, just growling mm-hmm. you and you just have to like stare at them. And be like, I, I understand. I'm very sorry about that. Kind of like punk tonight when, uh, you know, Hangman's sitting there screaming and punk's just like, what, what you're taking this kind of personal dude. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. I see cashier. I've done the cashier thing. Um, Customer service, that definitely struck a nerve. I've done many, many customer service jobs. Debt settlement was the worst one. Debt settlement, customer service was the worst one. Um, I think I've said, talked about this on the air before. Those people were, the salesmen up front were incompetent, stupid. Um, Every one of them made twenty to $25,000 a month. Not one of them drove a nice car. They drove dented cars pickup trucks with fucking bumpers falling off. I never understood it. You're making 20 grand a month buy a fucking car. They would come in looking haggard and beat up and they never wore nice clothes. I was just like, what the fuck? And these were the salespeople. I guess because they were always stressed out these people were going to cancel because they were canceling left and right because these sales guys were lying to them. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them for fucking canceling. So man, my main job... I wouldn't even call what I did customer service. I would call it retention. I tried to retain customers. Right. So, um, thankfully, good weed kept me calm. <laughs> I was going to say, that'd be a pretty good uh, retention tech. I'm not... yeah, 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 come on, meet me outside. We'll, we'll talk about this. <laughs> Go for a walk. Uh, nah. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm sitting there one day flipping through the whole list. The whole list. The whole list. The whole list. Suddenly... I come across a name. It was a fucking guy I went to high school with. Like, I hung out with the guy for like five years. It was one of my best friends when I first moved to Florida in high school. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, man. He's like, Who, who's this? I said, this is Dave. He goes, not, not David Richardson. I go, yes, it's me. Why are you calling from this number? I said, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> and I told him the whole story. He said, take me off that list. <clears throat> I said, I will. And I'm going to write your number down. I'll call you when I leave here. And I did. So took him off the list. Got caught up with him when I left. Amazing. The, uh, what a small world, though. Mm-hmm. I, what a small world. So anyway, you run into all kinds of people like that. And um, there you go. That's kind of situation where, like, I became best friends with this girl I worked with, like, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Through discussion, it turned out that we both went to the same high school at the same time. And I, we just had no recollection of ever encountering each other. So it was very odd. <laughs> you know, and sometimes as small as this world is, it seems huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, I mean, my wife, I remember seeing her at the, you know, in the poker club two or three times. She doesn't remember seeing me until the first night when she noticed me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we were right in the same room. We were playing at the same table. So, goes to show you how memorable I so I want to believe. I so want to believe that you were one of those guys that had, like, the visor on and shit. No, no. I don't even wear sunglasses at the table. I'm not the even sunglasses, visor, no. fucking gold chain. I just, like, all of it. All the accoutrement. No. Sometimes I will wear a hat, uh, but that's as far as I will go. And that's just because I don't like doing my hair all the time. But, um... 
No, I don't. Uh, I don't do sunglasses. I mean, literally, if you uh, if I were to turn on the TV, I, I got the TV on behind me. Three of the guys at the, at the out of a five person table are wearing sunglasses. No, not me. I want you to look in my fucking eyes when I'm playing you. <laughs> oh, aggressive! Go ahead, take a look in these bloodshot eyes. <laughs> oh my God, Shawn Michaels would be a great poker player. <laughs> Imagine looking at those eyes. Just him and Robert Gibson. <laughs> Just. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be the greatest stare down ever. Like they, if, what if they shot it like an old western style, where they just show both of their faces, uh, their fucking eyes looking in four different directions simultaneously. And they do that on here. They'll put it side by side. The guys are just looking at each other, and I could just see. I could hear. I could hear. Oh, if Mike Sexton were alive for that game, I could just hear him now. Vince, they're staring at each other. I think. Um, although he could be looking at his chips, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the answer to that is yes. He's staring at him. He's looking at the chips. He's <laughs> looking behind him somehow. Uh, one night I got to play some Mike Sexton to prove to y'all that he is the uh, Jim Ross of, uh, or was the Jim Ross of poker. Um, you'll definitely hear what I'm talking about. I'll, uh, I'll get some clips and we'll, uh, maybe we'll play a little bit next week. Um, but uh, this week, not too much to really get into. i got to be honest with you. Everyone is still talking about Ric Flair. Everyone is still talking about Sasha and Naomi. There's a few little things we got to get to. And I know every time we say that, we end up doing a two-hour and 45-minute show. We're going to try not to do that tonight. I purposely yeah. tried to hold back on some news in the sake of just keeping things truncated. Oh, I kind of, I mean, I. I have a few stories, but obviously, I, you know, as I showed you, they're all kind of one story wrapped into uh, wrapped into a few little outlined segments. Um, and I'm just trying to think, and uh, obviously, we're going to get to uh, we'll do plugs after the show, but just doesn't feel right at this time. Um, I'm not sure what I want to start with either Sasha or Flair. What do you, Smark? Um, what do you think? Hmm. You pick. I, talk, I guess. I mean, I guess Sasha is still dominating the news. I guess we could go there. Okay. All right. We'll start there. Um, I mean, like I said, everyone's just still talking about it. We all know what happened last week on Raw. They uh, they walked out. Uh, we gave you all the reasons why. Everyone knows why by now. If you're listening to this show, you know why Sasha and Naomi walked out. They were um, not happy with the way a storyline was being booked, and they had the nerve to ask the question. And then what? And then what happens to your titles? And then what happens to us? And then what fucking happens? They had the nerve to ask that question. And they walked out. So, uh, Friday night, Smark, they um, publicly decided that they were going to suspend them indefinitely. And have a tournament for the women's titles. Um, the company said that the, uh, this was the quote, the duo felt they weren't respected enough as tag team champions and were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents. We obviously know that that one's bullshit. And I think eh, I'm not the only one that thought that was bullshit. Uh, and neither is Mark. I think a lot of shows and a lot of people really thought that that was WWE, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, WWE, you know, we read the statement, but um, they did that to them. And uh, so obviously, I mean, they're going to do some punishment. They also took their merch down from WWEshop.com. Now, first thing people do when they hear their merchandise was taken off WWE Shop is they go to Google Smart. <laughs> and they Google the two names and merchandise pops up from other distributors on Amazon, on here, on there. Those people buy those shirts in bulk and sell them. They own them. They're not going to, they've, uh, the talent's already been paid royalties on a lot of those. So, they can't stop other people that have already bought shirts from reselling those shirts. If you're a licensed official WWE distributor, you can do that. So yeah, you're still going to find that stuff on other. I saw a bunch of people like, Oh, you can still find this stuff here. And it's like, yeah. Do you not understand the distribution side of business? <laughs> this is how it works. You buy a bunch, you sell them. Ever heard of Alibaba? Actually, I have not. I don't think. Alibaba.com is a, think of Costco on steroids. Let's say you want to buy, fuck, let me find something here. All right, you want to buy pens, okay? But you don't want to pay a lot, but you do want to buy a bunch because you know what? You have a, uh, I don't know, a convenience store and you want to sell pens out of it. You could go on Alibaba and you could buy a lot now, I don't mean a lot as in the number. I mean a lot. I mean like, you know, a bulk uh, purchase of pens is what you can do. And then you can resell them. You're, you're allowed to resell them. They're for resale. So basically these people buy 25 of this shirt, 50 of this shirt. They buy a bunch of shirts and they resell them. It's basically what I do as a broker. I, I, I don't make boxes. We buy boxes. We make them somewhere else, we ship them in, and we sell them to the manufacturer or the end user. Sometimes it's just somebody who doesn't want to use Uline because you can't pick up from Uline anymore like you used to be able to. So it's just distribution. You buy it, you resell it. Same thing convenience stores do. Do you know how many convenience stores buy from Sam's and Costco and just resell their shit? I'm sure. Oh, God. Tons of them. Trust me, I have a uh, Sam's uh, a pack, two two packs of Sam's lighters. I asked my wife to get me lighters. She goes to Sam's. She comes back with two, two fifty packs of lighters for me. I'm like, are we opening a store? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Somehow those are all go missing within the next four years. Uh, no. No, because I only use my. Actually, people don't really ask to borrow lighters anymore, do they? I don't carry my lighter. I use it at home. I don't carry my lighter anywhere anymore because I don't, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes, so I don't need to carry a lighter for anything. Yeah, I never smoked cigarettes, and I always, when I would smoke weed, I would always use, like, those torch lights. Oh. So I, nobody ever asked to borrow my shit because it was wildly inconvenient because it was, like, full-on, like, the ones that you used to light, like, tiki torches. Yes. So, because I, I never really got down, Pat, how to properly work a lighter without, like, severely burning yourself. Mm. So I just use those because you just press, you click it down, hold it down for a second, and the fire you get. So Yeah, I did that at a concert one night. 
And I burnt the shit out of my hand with one of those. I was so fucked up. I didn't know till the next day. I had a zipper. I used a zipper and I, I, I lit it and then I tried to angle it downward to light mm. a pipe. And the fire went down the lighter and burned the shit out of my hand. Yeah. And then I had to figure out a way to like get it to stop without dropping it on the floor and setting the bathroom on fire. Because I was um, a teenager at the time and I was at my parents' house and I was trying to oh. <laughs> maybe not point them in the direction of uh, what I was doing. You know, they do make a zippo with the... Uh pipe insert I have two of them I actually got the zippo for free so my beggars oh. can't be choosing not only with a pipe insert but it had the pipe lighter insert that was butane mm. it was double awesome I, I still have them somewhere in my closet <clears throat> I worked at a cigar shop for a while so <laughs> when I first moved here that was, my, that was my first job cigar shop you were the Indian weren't you hmm you were outside the store? The, the, you were the Indian that was outside the store? Nope. You had on a little headdress? No. I was. Uh, I saw one of those recently, and I was I was surprised that that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. The cigar store Indians. The place I, uh, the place I used to work has one outside. They do. Most 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 real cigar shops do still have them. You're you're, you're still allowed. It's okay. You never know these days. It just—it seems like something that was a little bit surprised. Nah. Yeah, they still got them, but um, uh, yeah. So that's how distribution works. You buy in bulk and you sell, and obviously the price is going to be higher because you don't get the price that WWE gets for, you know, buying hundreds of billions. So, and I know I'm exaggerating the number. Leave me alone. Anyway. Um, it is really interesting that we went from Sasha Banks to Cigar Store Indians. What's Tatanka up to these days? Uh, I don't know. He's uh, <laughs> about to start his own podcast. Everyone else does. Why not? Fucking uh, Sammy the Bull now has his own podcast. <laughs> Sammy the fucking Pretty. Bull. This guy was wanted by the mafia. Million dollar price on his head. Ratted out the mafia. He's got a fucking podcast now. You want to hear about the time I feuded with Ted DiBiase again? Which is episode 200 of Talking to Duncan. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, some people chimed in on the on this little situation with Naomi. Um, Mickey James being one of them. Uh, Mickey James was actually met with a lot of people supporting what she supported. Um, then CM Punk chimed in and was not... Uh, met with the same joyous reaction as Mickey James. Uh, let's start with Mickey James. Um, she was on Busted Open Radio, where everyone seems to go. And um, uh, this is what she said on the situation. She said, I actually applaud them standing in their convictions and how they felt. If that's how they felt, and they felt disrespected or they felt unheard or they felt any of those things at the end of the day were still independent contractors. We can get into that if you want to. It can be argued that they didn't show up for work that day, that they saw whatever they were supposed to do, and they had committed to at least half the day. I don't really know because I wasn't there to see the whole thing. So you're only hearing what they put out. Uh, she then said, honestly, when I saw the statement, I was, and this is about the d statement that WWE put out. 
Um, honestly, when I saw the statement, I was a bit in shock that WWE would even put out this statement. I couldn't believe Vince signed off on this statement. I was just looking at it like, who wrote this thing? I can't remember a time when a statement has been put out. There's always cards subject to change. And there have certainly been people who have left, just packed, just left, packed up and went home or have been deemed unprofessional, but it's never been called out before. So I find that a bit ironic. I don't know why they would put out uh, a statement. It's almost like they sold for it quickly. Okay, man, this independent contractor thing comes up a lot. <laughs> it really does. It does come up a lot. Yes, we're independent contractors. <clears throat> independent contractors can also be contracted exclusive to a company. It just happens. I've gone through this before. I'm not going to do it again. I've been... Matter of fact, that's why I'm still in this warehouse job is because I was under contract and I had a non-compete. I don't want to do this warehouse job. I don't want to be getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I want to go back to doing sales, but I can't. Not yet. I got Actually, I've only got a couple of months left, to be honest with you. And then finally I can go back uh, and do it. But um, it's, it's not easy. Being an independent contractor, really, it's just a status. It's really just an IRS status that says, you have to pay your taxes, we don't take taxes out of you. It's really all it is. So, I don't know. Smart, what you got on the whole thing? I mean, I guess to that point, I don't know, an independent contractor or not, you are still responsible at the end of the day, for how you are presented, mm -hmm. your character is sort of your brand. And if you're looking to go elsewhere, be that another company or, you know, Rose Hollywood or whatever other projects you have or want to have in the future, you have to be very mindful of how it is that you're being presented on television. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about that before, you don't want to do anything that's going to compromise any sort of future endeavors, for lack of a better term, no pun intended. But, uh, you know, so if you're not down with whatever it is that they're pitching and they, you know, you think that they're going to make you look foolish, it is number one, exactly your priority to protect how you are, you know, displayed and reflected on television and what the public opinion is going to come from that. You know, you don't want people looking at you as you, you know, if you're a joke, you know, as you are a joke, mm -hmm. you don't want people thinking that of you. So, you know, you have to be very mindful with that kind of thing. Yeah, you no, know, you're right. You do. And you're right. They do have to always look at how they're being looked at, especially in a publicly traded company, obviously. Um, but the whole, again, with the whole independent contractor thing, dentists, vets, lawyers. Lawyers are mostly independent contractors. The same things. A lot of people are independent contractors. And again, it's just a stupid fucking guideline. It's really, it's kind of a pain in the ass to figure out whether you are or you're not. Even when you're paying taxes. I know I'm not, I know I am when I, when I do the sales job because they don't take taxes out of me. So that's pretty much it. But basically, I mean, this is one of I feel of like the, unless you own your own business, you are more or less an independent contractor or mercenary. Well, depending on how you want to look at it, because no company is going to be loyal to you at the expense of making money. So it's, it's up to you to get your money. It's up to them to get their money. 
And there's really three categories. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read these straight off the IRS website for you guys. Uh, behavioral. Uh, does the company control or have the right to control what the worker does and how the worker does his job? Okay, that is the first one right there that always will get WWE. <clears throat> Back in the day, it was a little more up to you. You could go out there, do what you want. You could say mostly what you want. Now it's a little different, which is why I do understand people that are always clamoring for the whole, okay, we need to unionize, do this, do that. I do get it. I don't think it'll ever happen, but I do get it. And I think this is the one that really gets them in that tight spot. Um, the next one is, uh, are the business aspects of the worker's job controlled by the payer? In a way, they are. See? Um, you know, uh, these include, like, uh, if a worker is paid by expenses, reimbursed, tools. If you're providing a service is what this is saying. They are. They're providing entertainment. So that does make them right there. That one's okay. Are there written contracts? That's another thing. If you have agreements slash contracts, you can immediately just say, oh, you're independent because we'll, because of this exclusive contract, and that's it. But really, that and that's the reason they don't have to give you benefits or anything. Because if you're on your own, you're on your own. And that's just the way it works. But again, it's more of a classification than like, we are independent contractors. Mm, are you? <laughs> I know it's what you're classified as, but are you really? So it can be confusing, Smart. Sure. But um, like I said, Mickey James did agree with it. And I'm not surprised. It's kind of the way we, we felt, Smart. Pretty much the way we, pretty much almost exactly the way we felt that, listen, they, they stood up for themselves and that's what everyone keeps telling you to do in WWE. Oh, they'll change. You just got to stand up for yourself. Okay. If you say so, <laughs> doesn't look like it. Um, so that was the Mickey James. Now, smart punk chimed in, um, as usual on his Twitter doesn't matter if your opinion of your coworker is positive or negative, stand with them because they'll do the same thing to you and you'll wish someone helped. Trust me, you're expendable. Together, you're unstoppable. <clears throat> someone send up the virtue signaling flare, please. Is there a virtue signal flare? That's it right there. Um, People immediately jumped on him for Big Swole. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> All the usual suspects are coming out of the woodwork. Has oh. uh, Leo Rush or ACH chimed in on this? Not yet. Not yet. But uh, everybody jumped on and was like, where were you when Big Swole you know, was, was released or, uh, or contracted? This is a little different of a situation. But that's immediately what happened. Everyone just... I mean, Punk was getting dragged on Twitter pretty bad for the shit he was saying. So, kind of weird, but because uh, usually Punk is, you know, the, the the voice of the voiceless. They were seeing so many people trashing him as 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 of late. There's a lot of people doing it. Yeah, I mean that's the I mean that's the gamble that you 
make when you do this because he is not quiet at all about any of the various things he feels and how he feels about them. And a part of that is commendable, mm. but then another part of that is like, you can occasionally shut the fuck up every once in a while. He could. I mean, we all have the right to do that in this country, but um, the problem is most people don't have the the ability, Smark. <laughs> right. We've all got the right to remain silent. Most of us do not have the ability to do it. At the right times. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> You've said you have a hard time. <laughs> so, you know how that goes. I mean, I don't necessarily try, so I can't say that I have difficulty doing it if I don't put forth a valid attempt. Yeah. I mean, you you make the effort, at least. Yeah, you know, show up every day, do what you can. You're like, yeah, I kind of make the effort. I, <laughs> guess you could say i do yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> i haven't antagonized anyone in at least at least 24 hours so no, I've been there's pretty, something yeah. well that, that, that is good smart I'm, I'm very proud of you for that i really am i am so i mean that, that, that's kind of really i mean like i said everyone's still talking about this whole situation and um i don't know i i still think they're gonna be back sooner rather than later um, I mean, if they want to make that sweet, sweet merch money back, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? which allegedly somebody had posted that, like, if you search for their names on www.com, nothing comes up. That's true. So go to Google, support someone else. Don't support WWE. If you're pissed at WWE, mm-hmm. don't support them. Support some other little company out there, some other distribution company that uh, is probably struggling to sell their last, uh, you know, handful of these shirts before, uh, just in case she doesn't come back. (laughs) Yes. Give Mr. Feinstein all of your shekels. Not that guy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he'd be willing to sell you some uh, autographed photos of deceased wrestlers that may or may not be legitimate. Uh, He's a classy man. That no, he's not. He's a fu- no, he's a fucking vulture. And then he goes on the, the fucking Facebook and lectures other people about being vultures in his vultury vulture, uh, you know, language. And it's like, dude, you're the same person. So, talk about virtue signaling. My God. See, even my daughter started screaming at that. She knew. I don't know. Well, I think your son should be more scared than your daughter. Based on well, previous track record, but well, I, I realize that I, <laughs> somebody but... sneaked that into an episode of fucking The Observer one time because they were talking about uh, Rob Bartlett and they had like a poetry contest <laughs> and somebody stuck in a Feinstein joke and it was amazing. Ugh. I'm sorry, man. I just, I, I just, I can't believe he got away with it. That's all I'm saying. I, and, and, and he's still in the public eye and no one mentions it. He's got all these fans and it's like, um, okay, go take another duck face photo. What the duck face photos are for. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, um, man, the duck face photo. So many people. So well, many people were doing this. My opinion, we're going from one scumbag to the other here. Uh <laughs> Is this going to be my story? Because it's you know what? What? Why don't we? Why don't we, Smart? Yes, it is. We have a lot All of scum. Right. We got some scummy people to talk about in the next couple segments here. Um, 
Well, I guess the, the, who the scumbag is in this situation all depends on <laughs> who you ask and how you feel about them. But uh, this is from F4W, who's going to be citing Fightful. So there's all kinds of, yeah, it's basically the inception of, of news websites. Anyways, GCW founder Brett Lauderdale commented on allegations made Wednesday that he and his company purchased fake COVID tests for talent. The comment, no comment. I would love if that's where the story ended. Mm. Uh, it doesn't, though. In a brief statement to Fightful, Lauderdale said, quote, I've referred to this matter to I've referred this matter to my lawyer. And as much as I'd like to comment, I've been advised not to. Fist wrestling owner. I already read this, but I just wasn't prepared to say that out loud. <laughs> A.K.A. Dirty Ron McDonald of Fist Wrestling. <laughs> already um, some questions about his, his credibility as a... Uh, witness, but anyways, took to a Facebook group Wednesday to make the claims against Lauderdale, which can be seen below in a Twitter image complication is how they said that. Again, people do not proofread shit. I'm, I'm, I'm no English major, but I don't think complication is the uh, phrase that you were looking for. I'm going to, instead of reading all of this, because the man unleashed a wall of text, basically mm. some of the allegations were that uh, he, of course, contracted him to make a bunch of fake COVID tests so his company could run during the pandemic, uh, particularly in the state of California. He asked him to, Brett asked this gentleman, Mr. Dirty Ron McDonald of Fist Wrestling, um, to help pay for some of the uh, amenities rental cars and hotels and the like for his talent, things like that. He accuses Brett of basically paying his talent somewhere between 50 to to $100 while bringing in big names like, you know, Kevin Nash or Sean Waltman have been with the company uh, recently. So basically things like that. He basically calls... <laughs> one of my favorite quotes was that he says that uh, Brett is a worse version of DJ Hyde but he's just too big of a bitch to take bumps. So, like, when the standard of... But the, what made me laugh about that was the standard of awful is DJ Hyde. Where he, didn't, he basically said that DJ Hyde is also awful. <laughs> Which is like, okay, you're not wrong, but leave the guy alone. You bashed him enough. Anyways, to go back to the story, Gordon took umbrage with how much Lauderdale is paying GCW talent. You mentioned that. His friendship and management of promotional star Nick Gage and took credit for several shows GCW ran in California that he allegedly covered costs for. He also asked why Atticus Kogar and Mike Guvergi, I've never heard that name and I watched GCW, no longer work with GCW as proof of his claims. Kogar spit with GCW earlier this year. Quote, who did Brett ever make famous? Joey, I'm a fucktard. That's his words, not mine. Janela. Joey got famous for being tossed off a building and got a contract. Once AEW realized he had no talent, they benched and eventually didn't re-sign him. Why? Because he's a expletive. I don't remember what he called him. And uh, unsafe, who can't light a limb on fire. I mean, oh, shit. I, I didn't read that part of it. That that, that tickled me. Uh, Joey, Janela did not take the comments lightly. My WrestleMania weekend money has gone to a new rack of teeth, laughing my ass off, and which will be placed on my mouth. I don't, that has nothing to do with what he said. No. Uh, if you no. believe any of that, you, again, nothing. Anyways, uh, blame <laughs> observer, not me. It's unclear why or what sparked Gordon's comments. GCW regular Tony Deppin took to Twitter to defend Lauderdale and the company's practices. Uh, again, another wall of text. But basically, 
the whole story is that this dirty Ron McDonald from Fist Wrestling is uh, accusing Lauderdale of some rather unsavory practices, and Brett has decided to lawyer up. Okay, let me ask a question here. If sure. he if he was getting fake COVID tests, um, wouldn't he have had COVID running rampant through his place? And wouldn't guys have been sick and going to other promotions because they're an indie, they don't run every week or every, you know. Wouldn't they have just been getting people sick all over the place? Um, there actually was an outbreak during the collective that they held in 2020. So... I mean, there was some talent that got sick and there were some fans that got sick. So maybe that allegation isn't entirely unfounded. I don't know. These are obviously just allegations. Um, I don't know, man. If he did, that's really shitty. Um, and by the way, Joey Janela thing was in CZW. It, I, I believe it wasn't in GCW. Uh, uh, it was the, the the two different things that he was referencing was the thing of him being thrown off of the building by Zandig, which happened at an early GCW show. And then he referenced what happened this weekend where Joey Janela lit his foot on fire by trying to light his boot on fire. Yes, that I saw was just you can find that on Twitter. That's a lot of fun for everyone. You can find that on Wrestling Umbrella. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did see the foot. Um, listen, I, I don't know if you know this, if you pour lighter fluid on a material that you're wearing it's uh how do i say this mark it's gonna fucking catch fire if you light it with a lighter and if you use fluid the fluid has to burn off first before you're before anything else starts to burn off so you're literally at the mercy, if you use too much, you're at the mercy of the fluid burning off, and then you can put the fire out. So, you're a dumbass, Joey Janela. Uh, I don't think that's the first time I've said that. <laughs> I don't think it'll yeah, be the he last. not to play with fire, I think, is the best. I mean, I, I, I've I, seen GCW uh, use fire a couple of different times, and, like, it hasn't gone well any of those times for different reasons. Right. There's like a time where they couldn't get it to light. There was a time where they couldn't get it out once it like started. It's just like every time they use fire, it, it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Well, fire is uncontrollable unless you are a firefighter. And even then, it's not always controllable. Fires get out of hand all the time, which is why they have firefighters, because fires can are very uncontrollable. I don't know why everyone has to use fire. I mean, Cody got fucking burnt to hell from it. We've seen many people not be able to put their fucking fires out and or go through fire and start burning themselves. Have we not figured out fire's really cool, but it's not really needed in 2022? I just don't think it is. No. There was a wrestler in G- or not GCW, JCW, rather, that, like, that was his finishing... He had called it like the meteorite punch and he would light, he had like wrist tape and like his hand was taped up, but he would like light the hand, the, the tape on fire and he'd punch somebody in the face with it. And like, as far as I know, it never went south for him, which is pretty surprising and impressive. Like it always went the way it was supposed to go, which is a miracle. I might have just known what he was doing or done it enough to where it just wasn't 
a problem for them. I mean, you can practice something enough and do it. I mean, magicians use fire and a lot of people, lot of people use fire with no problems, but uh, it's that one time. <laughs> it's that, and with Janela, it seems like it's that every time. I, I'm sorry, just stop using fire. Just stop. It's just not worth it anymore. Everyone knows it's cool. We've seen it. There's no reason to use fire anymore. You want to? Uh, I don't know. You want to impress me? Use uh, use muriatic acid. Ooh, there we go. How's that? You know what? Yeah, you want to fucking impress me? You use muriatic acid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burn some of your skin off. Be a real man. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, see, you, you, no fire, and you'll still get the burns, huh? Huh? Win-win, right? Is, come on, isn't that a win-win? Yep. I there you go. I've just solved the problem of fire in in uh, indie shows. There you go. Corroded battery deathmatch. There, there, perfect. Battery acid, good, good, good. I like that. I like that. I had that happen to me, and it fucking sucked. Oh. I had a uh, USB, like a USB cord that exploded overnight, and I did not know about it. And I went to grab it to charge my, I think it was a phone, yeah. or MP3 player, whatever, not important. But I grabbed it, and I grabbed the end that had exploded, and it, like, burned my finger. And it fucking sucked. Like, it wasn't very severe, but it, it hurt. Oof. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. I've actually not thinking been working with a car battery, and my eye itched. Oh, I just had to get in the shower. Yeah. I just like stood in the shower and like held my eyeball open. <laughs> it hurt. And eye pain is so good because you can't open your eye and you're used to opening your eye. Right. It was it, horrible. It was horrible. So, uh, but anyway, um, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, what proof does this guy have? Does he have any proof? Or is this just allegations, allegations, allegations? I, I, I hate to say it, but I'd like to see something solid. He posted a couple of, like, messenger, like, I guess, transcripts or whatever, screenshots. Screenshots is what I was looking for. A whole bunch of them, but I don't know if any of that is, like, actually kind of valid in terms of like actual proof what's interesting is is it doesn't he kind of implicate himself if he's forging covid tests like isn't that also like on his end sort of uh illegal and unethical and wrong yeah you would think so um i don't know this just seems a little i mean is this guy another wrestler or just a he's a promoter from what i understand of fist wrestling as we Mm, i got somewhere you can shove that fist um, Which I mean, that's also another thing is he's a promoter and Brett was running in some of the places that he was running. So might have something to do with that. I mean, I don't personally know Brett Lauderdale. He might be a scumbag piece of shit. I don't know. But well, I mean, he's in the rest also seems like there's jealousy and animosity there. I mean, he's in the wrestling business, you know, but, you know, that, well, yes, that means something right there. And um, I, I don't know, man, I, I'd like to see some more solid proof. Um and yeah, you're right. If this guy was the one making fake COVID tests, um, <laughs> I'm not sure who's the scumbag here. 
The guy making them, the guy buying them, you're both scumbags. You're both just as scummy. You have the equal amount of scumminess, in my opinion. How's that? If, 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 if any of this is true. Well, one of the quotes here from, like, the wall of text was, Brett doesn't get anyone a contract. Brett doesn't give his wrestlers a raise. How can you be an outlaw when you're sucking Stephanie McMahon's dick backstage at WrestleMania on comps she gave you? Which is breaking news. I was not aware that uh, Stephanie McMahon had male genitalia. Well, I mean, you know, it's been rumored. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, It's been rumored she... Had some male genitalia in her, but uh, that's about, about in it, the right? name of proper journalism, I'm going to have to um, take a look so that <laughs> I, can, I can give an informed opinion on this. By the so way, if she, she would like to uh, Twitter XX boobs for twenty, but it's boobs with a Z. Go ahead and send nice. me a message there, Steph. Um, there you go. By the by, it was all over the news that she was um, temporarily stepping down. Yeah, stepping away, spend some time with her family. Um, everyone started immediately. <gasps> um, y'all know it's summer, right? This her kids are older, I believe. I mean, she might have like seniors. I mean, she might, one of her kids might be a senior in high school by now, from what I think. She might just want to spend another summer with her kids, dude. Everyone's freaking out. Oh my god, what is she doing? Oh, huh, huh. can we calm the fuck down? Not start speculating. It's summertime. Mothers do this. She's not just a fucking executive. She's a mom who has kids. That's and on top of that. I mean, Hunter just got done going through, you know, everything that he went through with his heart problems and his surgery and sort of health scare. So being close to your family at the moment might be sort of the best way to go about things. Yeah, these kids just went through a rough time, man. I I, I could see her wanting to take some time, spend some time with her family. She was probably, probably working herself to the fucking bone, trying to cover his stuff, trying to do this. I see no issue with it. Matter of fact, I think it might be, maybe, I mean, it's a good thing. It's not like we see her on television all the time, which is why I'm like, why is everyone freaking out, number one? Number two, she didn't even have to announce this. Nobody would have, nobody would have even fucking known. She could have just fucking done, done it. She did not have to announce it. That was another thing that confused me. Why did you bother? Why? Did Shane tweet, tweet fuck when he walked away? Or whatever happened with them. No, he didn't. There was no reason for you to do it. I just think she should have left it alone. Done her thing. Because immediately people started speculating. Oh, what's going on? Is she quitting? Oh, another McMahon child leaving the business. Oh my God, you people are so fucking gloom and doom. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop. I don't know what else to say, Smart. I mean, it's all everything's going according to plan. Because she's, you know, Shane's leaving, she's stepping down, Triple H is opening up his own company. Mm. We all remember that word. It's totally going to happen. No, I mean, listen, it's in, inevitably uh, we're going to see AEW live from live from Panama, Panama City, Florida. AEW. Uh, <laughs> that's obviously what's going to happen. Uh the contract says Helmsley. Uh, 
No. And then Vince says somebody tell him that that like doesn't make sense. Like yeah, but you're you're the only Elmsley. He's like shut up, Vince. Yeah, I just I, I just really feel that she's just taking some time off for the summer. This I mean she's got kids ranging in ages. This is not a big deal when women take time off for the summer and moms especially. I just don't see why everyone jumped the fucking to, to, to conclusions. Oh, like I said, oh, she's leaving another another McMahon child is out of the business. Oh, look, Vince's own kids can't even stand him. Okay, we're fucking really jumping the gun here, people. <laughs> fucking toxic rest. I mean, pretty soon it's going to be down to the um, unrecognized McMahon sibling. Harpo McMahon is going to have to take over the duties. <laughs> It's a timely reference. Just Shane in a fucking mask and a fake nose. <laughs> Glasses and a fake nose. Mm-hmm. Still that? has on the Jordan. Still dressed exactly like Shane. Just who's, mustache. who's this Shane McMahon guy you keep talking about? <laughs> the thing was, and I think we talked about this in the show before, but he had gotten into a minor uh, like airplane accident, basically. like the airplane, An airplane that he was on went down. Helicopter. And they were interviewing people. And they were interviewing him without knowing who he was. And mm-hmm. then at some point you just hear, are you Vince McMahon's son? And he's like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like a... he's kind of disappointed that it's like, I was also on TV. Helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. It was a helicopter. Not airplane, sorry. Which is surprising. A lot of times those helicopter accidents don't go well. Those things are basically fucking not the strongest thing in the world. But um, obviously his was all right. So, all right. Let's jump to something else here, Smart. Um, I guess since we're talking about scumbags, we've got a few more to get into here. Now, Smart, I sent you this and you couldn't open it. Um, I'm sorry, but um, wait till you hear this. Now, we've mentioned a few it's times. Oh, yeah. Now, we've mentioned a few times on this show, ringside news. Um, usually, when we mention them, it's to... Uh, tell people not to post them because 98.8% of what they post is bullshit taken out of context or just flat out an absolute lie. Basically. I don't know what's going on with this dude. (laughs) Whoever is running this uh, Twitter, but this guy is not claiming that Tony Khan offered him two million for ringside news uh let me just start with the first tweet here so officially ringside news is the biggest most independently owned wrestling website in the world yeah the other sites sold out we got offered two mil this year lol fuck that you all stuck with us forever hashtag wwe raw He's the he's the outlaw wrestling dude. Hold on, I'm, well, he's out there oh. fucking squares. He's wearing the fucking the sunglasses indoors and a leather jacket. He's he can't even play guitar, but he just has a guitar strapped to him. One of those fucking flying V's. Yep. He's like all these other fake phony bitches. We're the only ones that keep it real. Yep. We sexually harass other journalists <laughs> and and wrestlers. 
like this. I like that this new spin for them. It's a rebranding. They're just <laughs> the fucking outlaw. Oh, they're, they're going the outlaws, the bad boys of wrestling fucking news. Sites. Yeah, Jesus. Maybe we should have. We should call ourselves wrestling outlaws. Uh, we didn't. Th- we didn't think of that, Smark. I thought uh, like we should call ourselves Ringside News, but with a Z. <laughs> no, no, not even. They clearly no. won't sue us. They don't have the resources. Dude, they just got offered two mil. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, a n y w y s, anyways, at Wrestling Inc was sold. So, fuck them. We're gonna beat them in traffic. Hashtag WWE Raw again. Did it ever occur? Is, uh, I'm, I'm going to read this word for word, folks. Did it ever occur that my staff actually loves my readers and you can never put a price on that? <laughs> Fuck you. You will never get it at Tony Khan. Imagine being a normal wrestling fan and someone asking for your account. LOL. Like, give it over. <laughs> I can't imagine what being normal and a wrestling fan is like. Oh, this gets better. uh, Me neither, but this gets better. How many other stories are we going to break that you fucking lie to your audience about at Tony Khan? (laughs) We break all the stories because none of them are true. Anyways, doesn't feel good when you actually were told information like CM Punk signing to your company and then some dipshit lied to spread an agenda. Does it? You fucking fake ass bitch. At Tony Khan. This guy is cool as hell. Why did he do this? I don't know. Nobody asked him to do this. No one forced him to do it. He just got into his feelings about this for some reason. You would think I'm done. I'm not. <laughs> I, I hope that you're never done. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I keep this going. This is like catcher in the ride type shit. All you other fuckers are voting. <laughs> I'm the only one that keeps it real. For some reason, I just think this guy would just... That, that, I, I, can, I could do this in like the like the butthead voice. Like, I mean, I don't have a price and never will. Seriously. <laughs> I turned down he two million. He for sure is writing all of this on his phone while he is taking up valuable table space at a restaurant somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's at Some an IHOP. Some poor waitress is trying to turn her table over, and he won't go, and all he ordered was a coffee. Oh, no, no, no. Worse. He's at an IHOP ordering water at the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking line going out the door. Water, please. One more glass. Thank you. He asked for a receipt, and they're trying to figure out how because it's free. Give him a receipt, punch him in the fucking mouth. Um, okay, I mean, I don't have a price and never will. Seriously. I turned down two million fucking dollars to make sure you guys get good wrestling news. Wrestling Inc., they sold out. Yeah? Yeah? So there you go. That's This is the beginning of the tweets. They get worse, Mark, or or better, however you want to look at this. Um, look at it as better. <laughs> All right. Then he puts up conversation I had with at Tony Khan, and he puts uh, this is where this conversation got a little turned around. This now this was May May twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two, according to this. Yes. According to this, was yesterday. Conversation I had with at Tony Khan. You want to continue? 
You legit put your women's title on a man, idiot. Okay. <sighs> People immediately started jumping on him. Uh, except, of course, the guy he works with, Steve Carrier of Ringside News. Hilarious, goddamn right. Yeah. I don't think the first ever AEW women's champion should be a man. That's dumb as fuck. It should be a woman. And if you don't like that, eat shit. Hmm. I'm going to have to like that then because I don't want to eat shit. No, I'm I'm fine. We talked about this. We didn't give a shit back then. We still don't give a shit. Uh, Someone called Blazed Out Gaming said you aren't allowed to be a transphobic piece of shit and lie and say you aren't under the influence. I'm not sure exactly what they meant by under the influence. You aren't allowed to think that you're all high and mighty when all you do is actually hurt the prof. And I don't have the rest of this tweet. Um, And then... Again, he's back with Tony Khan. Imagine reporting the truth, but it doesn't matter because your company doesn't have six-star ratings. For someone blonde, or for some blonde, hairy, curly fuck, or is he Burnett at Tony Khan? I mean, he's, he's Burnett. I, I've, I've seen photos of the man. Well, yeah. are, are we talking about Kenny mm-hmm. Omega's sort of ambiguous hair color? I don't know. I don't know. And then he keeps going. You're all mad at me, but at Tony Khan, put the women's strap on a male. Where I don't know if you saw Nyla Rose. She put you, yes. You said strap on. He he he. Which is exactly how you handle a situation like this. Props to her. That definitely won me over. I like that answer. That was the that was the best answer that uh, anyone could have given to the uh, to the trash that's being put out here. Oh, she has a solid Twitter game for sure. I've seen some of her tweets. Well, there you go. I don't. Uh, the, and Ringside News keeps going. I don't believe I'm putting a women's title on a dude with a bigger dick than Noah's Ark. Yes, I, 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 I didn't know they 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 saw Noah's Ark, and that's <laughs> the uh, tweets right there. <laughs> that is the weirdest measurement. I don't like you, fucking elephant trunk, baby leg. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. So are we implying that there's like two of every kind of woman on that dick? Is that what is that what he's trying to say? No. Because I feel like that's sort of a Bobby Anthem situation. Uh, where all... Well, the Ark had animals, so... Mm. so he's um, implying that she fucks goats. I mean... I, I mean... We'll just leave it at that. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I read this. I read this last night, but still, just a phrase: "Dick bigger than Noah's Ark." <laughs> like that just like that sounds like something that like a rapper would just kind of offhandedly say without really putting any thought. In. That just is such the weirdest barometer of how big your dick could be. It's not like I'm bigger than fucking Tommy Lee or Too Cold Scorpio. If you want to make this wrestling related, you actually just rhymed there. Colonel Parker. See, you rhymed there. You said how big did the your dick would be and not like I'm Tommy Lee. See, you're rhyming already like a rapper. See, there you go. Yeah, this is... There you go. This guy is fucking wild. Like, at what point did he... I, I just... At what point did he just decide to, like, go rogue? I don't know. And just be like, all right, nobody takes me seriously as a news site, so I'm just going to be caustic as shit and try to, like, maintain either douchebags or people like me who think this guy being just fucking... His neurosy is funny to me. I don't know, man. They've gone scorched earth, and um, I hate to say this, but I kind of hope this site buries themselves. Um, they already have. 
Good. It's just you're just watching the implosion, you know. Good. The site can die in a fire, and I mean the site, not the people running it. The site can die in a fire, uh, and and uh, they don't tell half their stuff is bullshit. It gets proven wrong all the time. Now he's saying Tony Khan is the liar because his shit gets proven wrong. Ay, ay, ay. Also, why were you looking at Nyla Rose's dick? <laughs> and why? Because we... I've heard rumors that there are photos out there, but like, are you looking for them? Have you, as a journalist, decided that that's how you're going to uh, fact check? I don't know. The guy was trying to get some fucking pussy last week, and this week looks like it's, it's going crazy. I don't know what's going on, dude. Ringside <laughs> news has become fucking porno news. It's it's, it's fascinating. I mean, they have completely killed any credibility that they didn't have. Well, I mean, put it this way. I mean, this is, we've talked about ringside news more than we ever have right now. It's working. I mean, I'm inclined to read some of these uh, stories for entertainment purposes. Nah, I, I wouldn't go there. Anyway, I just want, I, I thought that was funny. I thought you guys would enjoy that. I hope you did. Um, Smart, go ahead and hit one up, man. I will hit one up. I actually have, um, since the other one's about AEW, we'll kind of use that as we gear towards talking about Dynamite. I have, we had a little bit of fun with ringside news, and I hate to bring the mood down, but there is some actually some really, really sad news that I uh, have to report to everybody. <laughs> Nikita Lyons is injured. And this is sad news for everyone. Um, on Tuesday, NXT, it was announced that Lions has been sidelined with an injury, taking her out of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Uh, breakout is not something I want to associate with her. That, that That's also misfortunate. <laughs> it was noted that the injury was a freak accident that happened during training. Taking to Instagram Live, Lions said that she suffered a partial tear on her MCL. Mm. Quote, just a sprain. It could have been worse, she said. She said that she does, this is like a fucking tongue twister, Sally sells seashells by the seashore. She does not need surgery, and I scrolled up an accident, and she has already started rehab. She also showed off the brace on her leg and called it a, quote, freak accident, which I already read. Uh, it is unknown when Lions will return to the ring. She was placed in the women's breakout tournament. She was replaced mm -hmm. by, in the women's breakout tournament by Tiffany Stratton. Stratton defeated Fallen Henley in the semifinals of the tournament, moving her to the finals to meet Roxanne Perez. Mm. Fightful would like to wish Lions all the best in her recovery, as I would too. Uh, it's going to be a minute before we're getting down with the thickness, apparently. I hope she recovers well because she is uh, kind of captivated and taken the hearts and minds and the imagination of um, every pervert like me and like you and like anyone else listening to this. I was... Having perverted thoughts tonight during a few things, but anyway, you certainly were, and then they sort of uh, exacerbated that by immediately going to the Tony Storm match. And I, I'm telling you, Ruby Soho and glasses was just whew, that was that was it. That was it. <laughs> we'll get to it later, everybody. But anyway, um, yeah, and you're right. She definitely has, uh, definitely. Um, Captured the imagination of a lot of people out there. Um, I, I did like everybody coming up with with uh, with names for her, her thickness uh, with other people. It was it was pretty funny some of the names, um, but uh, pretty good. Um, 
I'm I'm glad it was just a um, you know, a just sprain. Doesn't need surgery. Won't be out that long. Eh, give her a month, month and a half. She'll be coming up. Like, I think we can all deal with that. A little ass jiggling pin for that long. I see. There you go. She could like even like make this part of who she is. And she starts getting a little bit better. She can like do a video where she's wearing the uh, you know patient's gown. Yeah, she'll she'll do plenty of videos. I'm the, the, the I wouldn't worry about that. I should got one right here on this on, on this page. God, her eyes are blue. Look, are those green or blue? Jesus. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Well, she got I, the. I would lean toward more towards green, but she, I'm not positive. She's got the light in them. I mean, I can't even believe I'm looking at her eyes. I mean, that necklace is gorgeous. <laughs> in order to like get down to the bottom of this, I, I would uh, maybe we could like kind of discuss this over some Olive Garden. I'm gonna get in touch with her and see. You want some tours of Italy, huh? Huh? That's right. Come on. Over the endless breadstick action. Come on. It's the early bird special. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Nothing beats overpaying for frozen lasagna. I know it's 4.30. Let's go eat. Okay, come on. <laughs> hey, you know. And you play your cards right. That's how you get into some inheritance. And it's funny. If you go there at, at the early bird, they, they, they are playing cards, actually. Uh, bridge and Mahjong. Actually, you could go to any Olive Garden during that time in Florida, and you will see exactly what I just said. You honestly huh. will. I promise you, you will. But um, ah, speedy recovery to uh, to her. Make uh, make some videos. Make us uh, make me lion proud. Anything else for her? Because, uh, no, hopefully no? she gets huh. better soon. All right, so. Let's get into one more thing, and then we're going to get into the last of it, which is uh, AEW and everything else here. I just wanted to mention a few things. Um, like I had said, Ric Flair is, uh, and we do have uh, Double or Nothing uh, predictions to do tonight, too. Ric Flair, we talked about last week, is uh, wanting to get back in the ring. Um, now, he, he not only is threatening... To get back in the ring, I, I'm not sure what other word to use for it, Smark, if you could think of a better That is the proper terminology. <laughs> that is the proper terminology. Okay. He's one he's threatening to get back in the ring at 73 years old. Um, and he was uh, doing an interview with the Tampa Bay Times and was asked about coming off the top rope one more time. And he said, that's what I'm working on. It's just a timing issue. I'll guarantee I'll be coming off the top rope. Whether it's the flip or not, I don't know. And the only thing I could think of is the end of The Wrestler, where Mickey Rourke's jumping off the top rope. <laughs> fade to black. Oh, it just fades to black. <laughs> I, di- I don't know why I was thinking about that, but... Uh... <laughs> so <laughs> That happens, and then you just like you cut to like the crowd, and it's like an empty arena, all but Tommy <laughs> Dreamer, who has just a single tear running down his face. <laughs> Triple H, too. Like, <laughs> you had the biggest dick I've ever seen. Bro. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Oh, well, according to Hockey Talk Man, only second to Scorpio Sky, which you could put in a hammerlock. <laughs> I, that's a great... I, I don't know how he hasn't managed to leverage that into a career. Because, like... 
that, that that's got to be such a good position to be in if like that is anytime your name comes up that is what is just automatically associated oh, wait. with it. it was too cold scorpio i'm sorry yeah too cold scorpio i'm sorry it was one of the scorpios i, I apologize for uh, saying the wrong one <laughs> meanwhile uh, scorpio sky should... of course, scorpio sky is notoriously small dude. just of course scorpio sky should just take it and run um but anyway <laughs> there was another question to rick flair before we get uh talking about dicks anymore um about uh the body slam uh taking the body slam from jay lethal in training i don't know if anybody saw that video it looked like it was in slow motion i don't want to see this i don't first of all let me just read this quote that was just an experiment to make sure my pacemaker didn't come unplugged from landing on the mat okay can we can we did you just hear what I said? Anyone? I wish I was not the only person here that was like familiar with Chikara because there was a wrestler who went by the name of Darkness Crabtree. And his gimmick was that he was like 80 years old. Mm. And he would wear a mask and the mask had like these like giant fucking like caterpillar eyebrows that you see like old people have. Mm. And one of the spots during the match was like he would slow down and he would have to take like heart medication in order to continue wrestling. And it's just like, this is what I feel like the real life version of that gimmick is. It's a real life something, but I'm telling you now, dude, I am... This statement here should worry a lot of people. He was making sure his pacemaker didn't come unplugged. What if it does? What mm-hmm. what happens if it does? I don't want to see a Jerry Lawler happen to Ric Flair. There might not be medics there in time. There might not be good enough medics there. I, 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 I'm starting. This is starting to scare me. Um, and then they said it'll just be Conrad in a nurse's outfit, and that's not going to do anything. Oh, for I'm about to get into fucking Conrad in a few seconds here, dude. I, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm not very happy. I, people, uh, listen. I've said before. I respect the guy's hustle. That's great. I respect his work ethic. He's riding some coattails here, and I think he's kind of making, almost forcing Ric Flair to do this. And I kind of think this is pretty shitty. Um. But uh, before we get into that, there was rumor that it was going to be Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan killed that rumor pretty quickly. And even Ric Flair said, not that I know. I think uh, you would have to run that by me. He's invited. I've talked to him personally to come to the roast and watch the match. But yeah, he hasn't confirmed for sure. I'm pretty sure he'll be there. He's not wrestling Hogan. Hogan's had, what, 19 back surgeries in nine years? No. (laughs) No. So that's good. Now, Ric Flair, now, Smart, what was the question we kept asking last week about the um, about whether or not he can get what for the match? Throw a match without seriously hurting himself? That, but cleared for the match somehow. Cordon yeah, because well, yeah, we're talking about the uh, Tennessee Athletic. Yes, which has really not much to do with professional wrestling. It has to do with amateur wrestling a lot, not so much professional um, basically, Ric Flair was asked that to, uh, while talking to TMZ, of course. He said, I don't have any aches or pains. I know I've had health issues, but I've asked 40 different doctors, and I decided I'm only going to listen to one. Uh, yeah, Dr. J, Dr. Pepper, 
Dr. Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. My God. Dr. Somebody Evil. Wrestling umbrella, a picture of Red Man, a.k.a. Funk Doc. No, it's just a picture of Dr. Evil. Uh, not necessarily a picture of Dr. Con- Mario. Someone, in my opinion, someone should have a picture of Conrad dressed up as Dr. Evil here. Um, not necessarily the one that was going to give me the right answer, but that I felt most comfortable with. I think that's bullshit. I think he went with the only doctor that would say, you're good, dude. You're good. Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Nick. <laughs> yeah, he's just hitting his fucking flask in the background. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't know who the, who, the, who it's going to be. We know it's for Jim Crockett Promotions. Um he did say one of the reasons he's doing this is because he really couldn't stand some of the last couple matches he had. Um, he said, couldn't stand the last year I had. I think he said, made the last match. He said, and I'm in 10 times better shape. He's training with Rob McIntyre, guy from John Cena's gym. And he says he'll never be a hundred percent, but he wants to be at 80 to 85%. Every quote he's giving people makes me more scared for this match. I don't want to see it. I know it's not going to be just him one-on-one. I do know that, everybody. Smart knows that. We all know that, right, Smart? But, I mean, what it, all right, now I'm going to be thinking, every time he even looks like he's going to take a bump, oh, my God, I hope his pacemaker doesn't come unplugged. You know, oh, my God, I hope he's not doing too much. Oh, my God. I, which, what doctor would tell this man after all the injuries he's had, this man lived through a goddamn plane, an airplane accident, and he has to get back in the fucking ring? My God, man, be fucking happy you're alive and fucking stay home. Sorry, I didn't mean to get yelly there. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. If you want to do something really, like, why, if you're already going to be reck- reckless anyway, fucking why not? Like, they haven't announced who his opponent's going to be. Like, give him Nick Gage. Give him Loki or somebody like that. Give him Loki. <laughs> I would actually like the idea of Loki just fucking shooting on, like, 78-year-old Ric Flair. Oh. Uh, uh, anyway, let's... I want to be NWA World's champ. Let me... To be the man, you got to beat the man, and I, I, I can cuss that man. I do not want to order from the children's menu. I am a grown man. I do want chicken tenders, though. Don't get that misconstrued. Listen, he's not the only wrestler that's got to order off the kid menu. He's got Roger Strong, Kyle O'Reilly behind him. I, can't I sit in the high chair because I want to see the TV. It's like an L.A. Knight or Max Dupree, whatever the fuck his name is. WWE can't figure out a name for this guy because he sucks. I don't know what everybody sees in this fucking guy. I'm sorry. I don't see what everyone else sees. Anyway. I mean, they own all the WCW shit, right? They Can't they just call him, like, below average Mike Sanders? Just fucking call him what it is and fucking call him a goddamn fucking... If there's an employment pickup, call an Uber and send him to the fucking unemployment office. That's my opinion only. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, other people that should probably be fucking taken out of society, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Again, sorry. Getting a little worked Good up night. tonight here. I'm sorry. Uh, Conrad, uh, we all know uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was thinking about doing this match. Um, he didn't want it. He wanted people to just remember him for the last match that he had with Jericho, which was a great match. Crowd chanting, you still got it and all that stuff. 
Conrad was pissed that Steamboat jumped on and made this statement before he could. Um, Basically, Conrad was all pissed off that he didn't get to ride the fucking coattails of this match for a little while longer before it got outed as not happening. I'm sorry, folks. His name should be Conrad because the first three letters describe him. Con. His name should be Con Man, not Conrad. I'm sorry, dude. I think this guy is a scumbag for going out there and and even thinking about doing this. I think he is using Ric Flair. I think he's making Ric Flair do this. And I think he's doing it to make fucking money, to have another star cast. Look, I could be completely wrong here. I, I might be. And if I am, I'm happy about that. But does nothing about this seem slimy to you, Mark? And I, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't mean to go all Don Tony here, but I don't hear anyone else mentioning this. And am I the only one looking at this in, 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 with the wrong pair of fucking glasses? I mean, all jokes aside, I did just recently suggest that you put him in there with Loki, but <laughs> all jokes aside, he literally could die in this match. And like... I don't feel like any reputable fucking independent wrestling promoter would book a match like that. Like, you don't want a literal death match on your hands. But, I mean, it's Conrad, so Conrad's literally going to use them until every fucking drop of them is apparently wrung out. Listen, you already have... I mean, Conrad's already got a name, and just like I said last week, if he didn't marry into the Fleer, and I do mean the Flair, Fleer family, we wouldn't know who the fuck he was. At all, he would just be some other fucking rich guy who made money in the in the mortgage business. They're, 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 you can find those guys everywhere in fucking cigar shops, in bars, everywhere. We wouldn't know who Man, the fuck the guy was. Imagine the fucking Thanksgiving dinner. Oh with that my god! Because on one on one side of the table you have fucking Conrad, and then on the other side you have Andrade. It's like man, they, you could easily pick which one the favorite is. <sighs> I, I, I yeah. I, the Andrade. one that takes showers, a.k.a. <laughs> Andrade all day. Um, I, I just, listen, I, I, I like I said a while ago, I, I definitely understand and respect Conrad's work ethic. But when it comes down to something that I, I don't know, maybe, like I said, I could be looking at this in the completely wrong pair of glasses, completely wrong on this, but to me, it just seems, and especially after what he said, the the whole he was all pissy about Ricky Steamboat coming out and making a fucking, you know, oh, I can't believe he made that statement. He should have talked to me first. Why? So you can fucking drag it out for longer? So you can fucking keep the fucking suspense going and then cancel the match at the last minute? Fuck you, you fucking con man. I, I'm sorry, dude. It, it, this just seems scummy. It just seems like he's using Ric Flair, who... My God, he's riding off the coattails of that horrible story from fucking Dark Side of the Ring. That's what it seems like to me, man. I, I Again, I could be cynical and completely wrong here. I hope I am. But I don't know. What do you see? I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily like riding off the I feel like Dark Side of the Ring is the last thing they want mentioned uh, in association with Lake Flair. But yeah, I mean, they are sort of 
marketing off of his name and they're putting it out there that, you know, this is his last match. So it's like, you know, any of the famous musicians or bands you want to go and see their last tour, you know, when it makes a stop in your neighborhood. So it's it's kind of that same vibe of like, you know, it's going to be profitable for him. And that at the end of the day is the most important thing to him at the risk of the health and safety of anyone else involved. Well, let me put it this way. Conrad's already fucking his daughter. I hope he doesn't fuck Ric Flair too. That's all I'm saying. I just don't want to see anything go wrong here. I really don't. But um, I just, and that is sort of, I mean, there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily understand, like physics or a balanced <laughs> diet. But like who would willingly have sex with Conrad? That's just. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like man. You could fuck anything in the world, including yourself, and you choose <laughs> Conrad. Listen, everybody's got their person, you know? Everyone's got their. I, 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 I got nothing to do with that. I'm just talking about what I feel like from the comments he's made and just who he is. I mean, Ric Flair got rid of the other guy from his podcast. Boom, jumps on with Conrad. Conrad's got the daughter. Every fucking podcast. Another Patreon for him to start. And, uh, I mean, when is enough enough? When is... I'm saying this OG Ric Flair podcast. Because he put out, like, four episodes of a podcast he right. ran, seemingly based on his own, <clears throat> like, remember. accord and his own technical know-how. And I know. it was, like, four episodes of him eating into a yes. microphone. It was, yes. It was phenomenal. It was the most unprofessional thing. Like, worse than us. It was and when it was I... Fucking it was when I really picked up on Ric Flair's lisp. Because mm-hmm. he would be right in the mic chewing, and then he would stop, and I'd be like, why does it sound like he's still chewing? Oh shit, he has a bad lisp. Never heard it until then. But yeah, that's um pretty awesome. anyway, I didn't mean to get all uh <laughs> I didn't mean to get all hot there, but Conrad really pisses me off sometimes. I just feel like everyone fucking jumps on his train and isn't thinking what uh it, it's almost like no one's thinking about Rick here. Everyone's just Jumping on the Conrad road, sarcasm, yeah. Meanwhile, Conrad's like, I've got some fucking coattails here. Let me jump on like a, like 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 Ric Flair's got a fucking magic carpet behind him, and Conrad's not that a magic carpet could lift Conrad, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? He's fat. Oh, I, I was trying to play along, but okay. I couldn't think of like what would be more than a carpet. You just need like a full on like magic like entire like floor plan. Yeah. Anyway, I'll. I'll that's really the last story I had to really get into tonight. <laughs> a fucking magic carpet that's like just fucking straggling. You can't get off the ground. <laughs> just. I'm sorry, man. I just. Again, I I hope I'm looking at this completely wrong. I'm I'm being cynical here. I, I hope. That's the case. Just from the comments, from everything, it just doesn't seem like I'm wrong. But anyway. Well, I'll just say this is my last sort of point. Is like, 
a lot of bad things are happening in the world today. And there's a lot of people who are in some rather uh, misfortunate circumstances. But I will say that no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, only one person has to worry about Conrad being on top of them, sweating onto their body. So just be glad that that person theoretically isn't you. Yeah. Probably kill me. Um, like just fucking like Cheeto does raining down from his pores. Well, like just getting a mouthful of what tastes like ranch. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> High fructose corn syrup. Good Lord. At this point, I'm just happy he's a straight guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> saying um (laughs) he comes gravy Uh, who used to make that joke um it was kinnison i I will say it was kinnison no 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 it was kinnison used to make a joke about the terminator coming oil it was like oil oh oh i come oil i come or was it the tin man I i think it was the tin man i forget I mean, either way, that's a solid joke. I, I swear to you, I haven't heard it. Oh, I've got to do it. I got to do a Kinnison for uh, for the uh, movie show. Yeah, that, that'd be. Solid. I've got to. Had a great time doing Down Periscope on uh, on Saturday. It was fucking awesome. I, I didn't realize how much I liked that movie until uh, I started talking about it. And uh, literally five minutes into this show, I'm like, I fucking loved this movie. <laughs> Conrad's the only person that's ever given somebody a sexually transmitted diabetes. <laughs> who, who, who said that? That was all me. I could like come up with twenty more. I like that's what I spend the rest of my mind doing is thinking up Conrad fat jokes, oh, which I have fuck. no room to talk. But it's still just fun to make fun of Conrad. All right, now I need to. I got to take off this flannel. It was fucking. My, my wife had the fucking air down to seventy. I was shivering in this house today. Man, I just I like I just truly realize the gravity of the situation. Because if we're going to go with another one of my news stories, the person we're going to talk about is literally the polar opposite in terms of body type to Conrad. Well, um, you know what we can do? What's that? We can go ahead and do predictions. Ah, let's do that. Then. We can do that. Um, we can go ahead and do predictions. Then we'll jump into. Uh, we'll finish up with uh, Smart Story. Then jump into AEW. See, we're gonna break it up there, Smart. You like that? I know you do. Yes. All right. Uh, before we get into the uh, predictions for Double or Nothing this weekend, and Double or Nothing, great weekend. It's on Sunday. Most people have off work on Monday. I do. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we jump on here after it and uh, do a little uh, review to shorten up uh, Wednesday. Um, if, if I don't have to work Monday, I don't see a reason we can't do it. It'd be, and the only other only reason we wouldn't be able to is I could be drunk before we start. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Double or nothing, though, will be shown, as they mentioned tonight during a couple of segments, uh, in select theaters, Cinemark, ABC, Regal, I pick Imagine Entertainment. Um, check your local listings to see if you want to go check out uh, AEW Double or Nothing Sunday night at uh, your movie theaters. They may be showing it. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I, I got to admit, I've never gone to a movie theater to watch pay per view, but um, I don't. 
see where it would be bad. I'm tell you the truth, I do want to go see that Maverick movie. The the uh, the, the the new Top Gun. Yeah, I've heard about that. I want to go check that bad boy out and I was telling my kids maybe we'll go do that Saturday um afternoon cuz it comes out Friday. So maybe we'll go grab lunch, go watch a movie and I just, that just might be my Saturday show. Um might be talking a little bit of Maverick. So I was part, I was kind of interested in that new Fire started movie, but I have not heard positive things so far, unfortunately. Yeah, obviously that was one of Drew Barrymore's early movies when she was very young. Um, but, yeah, but the uh, remake and, and the remake obviously is now. Want to check that out? And there's another one that I saw. There's actually three or four new movies that I do want to check out coming out right now, which is rare because the movies from the past few years, I just haven't wanted to check out. But um, definitely think that it might be, you know, next time maybe I'll, uh, next time they have one, maybe I'll go check it out at the movie theater. This could be cool to do. Ooh, I'll put you on the spot. If you can remember, what was the last movie that you saw in theaters? I'll tell you mine is the Lego movie too, and I saw it by myself, and I am an adult, but I'm not a pedophile, and I did feel weird, yes. Okay, to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, very nice. Bohemian Rhapsody. Matter of fact, me and Anthony talked about it the, that, that night. We reviewed it, so uh, we talked about it that night. But uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody was the last movie I went to see. Um, I'm not big on, as much as I love movies, I'm not big on going to the movie theater. Especially now, I got a seventy fucking inch TV. Fucking movie theaters can kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> I don't need it anymore. <laughs> Someday I picture you in just like the Tony Soprano setup of where he had the whole fucking home theater, had a bunch of like recliners and this like entertainment room in his house, and had the big fucking surround sound speakers and all that shit. I already told my wife if we can find a few acres, like we're going to look for a few acres, and I would buy and put a house on it and I would one of the things I would build would be a gigantor movie room for myself there would be a movie room and all kinds of stuff so I don't know but um, I, I do think that would be cool I've never actually gone to a movie theater to see a pay-per-view I think that would be cool in there with uh, like-minded fans you know I mean if you had no one to watch it with you're just gonna be sitting home drinking um there you go. Because I believe the... Uh, we have a studio movie grill. And I believe they're part of either Cinemark or Imagine Entertainment. So one of those two... If, if I mean, if a studio movie grill is showing it, that would be really cool. Go there, get some food, beers. I could do that. So, anyway. Um, let's go ahead and get into some of these matches that are going to be happening um, on AEW. Believe it or not, Smart, we got... We got ten matches here. We have ten matches. Two are uh, for the pre-show. First the match. Buy-in. Ah, the buy-in. That's right. This is obviously for double or nothing. Happening in Las Vegas on Sunday, and the first match that is scheduled for the pre-show, Mark, is Hookhausen, which is Hook and Danhausen versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. Uh, this is a standard tag team match. No stips, no nothing crazy. Um, I don't know about you, but I see no way Hook and Danhausen. Yeah, you know what? 
They're the odd couple. They could no, they're not going to start arguing yet. Uh, I think Hook and Danhausen definitely. Yes, Hook and Danhausen and Scott Maiden. All right, there you go. Uh, now we have a TBS Championship match. Obviously, Jade Cargill is the current TBS champion heading into the match. Uh, she'll be coming down with her baddies, Kara Hogan and Red Velvet, and that is going to be Jade Cargill versus Anna J. They taken that title off her yet? No, I don't think so. Nah, me neither. And I honestly, as I don't know, and insequential as that title really is, I don't think there's any reason to take it off Jade and really no reason at all to put it on Anna J who has got no heat behind her at all right now. Yeah. And we talked about this before, but like everybody kind of went nuts about that. Um, the, the, the four, uh, the, the women's tag team match, the hardcore tag team match that happened on that yeah. episode of rampage, like right after two years. And then they just didn't do anything with anybody that was involved. Sans for take on but even her kind of not doing much, anything at the moment. No, and really, I mean, what are they doing with her? They've turned her into a fucking a whore who decides to take come on a title. Paige did that already. <laughs> what is, oh, it's, it's a shame that she can't wrestle because that would have been amazing if that's the feud that they were looking up to. Paige did that already. You're second. Stop it already. It's like fucking Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti versus Paige and a returning Brad Maddox. That would be a wild match. There you go. And I'm sorry for everyone that I... <laughs> or she's teaming with somebody else and Brad Maddox is just holding a camera in the corner. Oh, there you go. Xavier Woods shows up just waving in the audience. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing if he ever went to AEW. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking Brad Maddox was the fucking uh, Brandon Cutler to Xavier Woods. <laughs> He'd just be sitting back there like, Brad? Okay. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing here? Okay. And that would be great. Uh, and I didn't mean to call take on to you. Whore, by the way. It's just what they're making her out to be. I'm sorry. It's just what they're making her out to be. Um, anyway, next match. Owen Hart Cup Tournament Final. This is the men's side. We're looking at Kyle O'Reilly. I'm sorry. We're looking at Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. We got their uh, results tonight. So... Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Does it do anything for Cole to win this? And does it do anything for Joe to win this? I got to admit, I'm actually happy this match is a little hard to pick. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is nobody really gains all that much, but nobody also loses all that much. So it really could go either way. I'll tell you the truth. I really feel with Joe being the ROH champion and Tony Khan being a... Huge ROH mark. I see Samoa Joe keeping uh, winning this match. See, I th- I'm going to go with O'Reilly just for the sake of Joe has an outside feud. No, no, no. And I feel like that that's going to bleed into the match. They're going to cost him the victory. That's no, going to further his feud. It's Joe versus, versus Cole. O'Reilly got beat tonight. Uh, yeah, Joe versus uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, so I yeah. think Joe's. I think Joe's going to win anyway because okay. he has his own outside feud. So it still stands. It's just... I mixed up the people in the match. No, yeah, yeah. Now, we do have Red Dragon as possible interference in the match, helping Adam Cole win. So you, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of different ways because Joe has his feud with like 
Satnam Singh and uh, whoever else is all involved with that. Jay Lethal and Davari, I think it is. Yeah. And then you have. Uh, they could come out and fuck you with know, Joe. Undisputed... See, now, now you got me. See, they could come out and fuck with Joe, making him lose, costing him the tournament. Now you got me wanting to go with Cole. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Cole. Now I think it's going to be Cole because I see too many. Now I see too many fuck finishes for Joe to get screwed. Yeah, and now, now, now you got me going with Cole. All right. Let's go straight to the women's Owen Harp, our Owen Hart Cup tournament final. This is going to be Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Ruby Soho, who I want to see in glasses more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Britt. Britt Baker. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. It's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. And then we've got the AEW Women's World Championship match. It's a singles match here. Um, And a great looking tonight. No makeup. Serious. Thunder Rosa cowgirl hat. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Versus Serena Deeb. Uh, Milf versus Milf is basically what this match turned out to be. So... (laughs) Um, as little as they've done with Thunder Rosa, I think they need to keep the title on her and do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, put her in a feud with somebody that she has better chemistry with, I guess. Not so much in ring that they're fine in ring, but we've talked about the promo segments and they haven't been great. No, no, they have not been very good. Not been very good at all. So... Um, and I guess by doing these, we kind of telegraphed a little bit of some stuff that happened tonight. So that's fine. We'll just not talk about it when we get to it. Um, then next up, we've got the uh, three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are the current holders of those titles. It's going to be them, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, of course, with Christian Cage. Uh, it's going to be them against Ricky Starks and Hobbs and Keith Lee and Swerve. We had a little taste of this match tonight. They were all out there kind of brawling around. Um, but uh, I, it was a pretty good match between the three of them tonight with uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Starks, and Swerve. Swerve picking up the win there. Um, I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good match, but... Um, Obviously, this was just a teaser for what's about to happen. And as I'm talking, I'm thinking which team is going to win this. And I got a feeling they're putting those titles on Lee and Swerve. Yeah, I'm inclined to believe that as well. I I feel like there's potentially two scenarios of like maybe we get that Christian turn that we're thinking is going to happen. Or maybe a dark horse is that you have Swerve turn heel, but I don't see that happening. So I would just say it's more likely that Swerve and Lee win the titles. That's going to be my pick. I just think Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are another set of champions they've done nothing really with. So It's weird because they have good matches. They had good matches. Like The title defenses that they have are good, but... There's really just been no heat. There's been no like real right. feuds that you can think of that were kind of any good. It was just a series of matches that, again, were good, but there's kind of little to no reason to care about it outside of that. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I just think Lee and Strickland, the way they, I mean, 
it's just, like I said, they've done nothing with them. Uh, Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, I think it's too early to put the titles on them. See, I, I wish that they weren't doing the Hook Danhausen thing. Because you, you could have Starks and Hobbs win that, and then you could have them do Freebird roles or New Way or New Day roles, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Where you just have them switch partners. You, you could have them defended on Rampage and on Dynamite and all that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. But, uh, all right, so, so far we've agreed on each match. <laughs> all right. There we go, the game of competitive agreement. All right, well, let's see what happens in this match. We've got the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, we know who all those guys are versus Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club. They're calling it Anarchy in the Arena. Um, I got Blackpool Combat Club and crew winning this match. I don't see why. There is no reason for uh, Jericho Appreciation Society to win this match. None. Yeah, I mean, there's a slight chance, but I feel like they've telegraphed it a little too much because they've tried to, like, do everything they can to make you believe that they, like, World Combat Club and Nick Kingston could lose because mm-hmm. they did the whole thing. They're doing the whole thing with, like, the uh, injury angle with Danielson and Jericho trying to soak dissension amongst the team. And, I mean, that's, that's cool things for the feud. Like, right. the, the segments are cool, but... I feel like they're just working way too hard to make you believe that they can, and thus they won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they got the they got the better of the beatdown tonight, which is never good. <laughs> right, never good. So, uh, all right. So once again, we're agreeing. Black Pat, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, and Crew. Speaking of crews, we got the House of Black versus the Death Triangle, three on three, six man tag match. Baby, real tough one. I will say, for whatever it's worth, the last match they had, I believe, well, they had it without Phoenix on mm. the uh, buy-in last time, and uh, Death Triangle, or not Death Triangle, House of Black won, because that was when they were using uh, a guy, what's his name, Eric Redbeard. Right, right, right. Um, House of Black, Death Triangle, House of Black, Death Triangle. Holy shit, I just want to fucking flip a coin. Is there a coin in here? <laughs> oh, shit, there is. <laughs> There's a quarter here. Oh, shit. I can't tell what's what. <laughs> it's a very dirty quarter. Let's put that back. I don't want to touch it. Um, let's... I'm going to go with Death Triangle here. No. 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 House of Black. They've kind of not really... I, no, I'm going to go with House of Black. I think they need a win. They need something because they're kind of... In the on the on the back burner right now, and I think a win would uh, give them a little bit of a uh, some comeuppance, or not that they need it, but you know what I mean. I'm I sort of inclined to agree on that, but um, I'm worried that there's not going to be any other opportunities where we could pick against each other viably. So I will go out on a limb and to say that like Phoenix coming back, that they're going to keep the momentum and have them win. But I could very also well I could very likely also see like Penta turning at some point because I think that mm-hmm. like the whole idea of like their ring attire like kind of seems like they might be trying to tell a story because you have Phoenix coming back wearing all white and you have Pentagon still rocking like the all black like dark evil sort of vibe going on so I feel like maybe at some point you could like, have them go their separate ways because I mean the tag team division is congested as shit as it is true although they are one of the better tag teams, 
they could both you could get a lot of mileage out of them as solo acts too though i think because phoenix is just a natural lovable face true and pentagon can pretty much be either one face or hero yeah all right so you're going with uh death triangle huh okay yeah, I'll go with Death Triangle just for the sake of being different. Dirk seems enthused about this. He says, quote, really, this feud is still going on? Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> of course it is. Two more matches left, folks. We got the Hardys, Jeff and Matt, versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick. Good promo by them tonight, by the way. I think it's funny that uh, they're calling the Young Bucks... Uh, the uh, Hardy's cosplayers. <laughs> I think that's funny. That's kind of what they were called when they first kind of came on the scene. Yeah, they so, did have sort of similar, a similar vibe to them. Yeah. Um, man, the Young Bucks don't lose, but to the Hardys. This is a tough one, too. Hmm. I'm going with the Hardys here. I think this will be the, I think this is the perfect match for the Young Bucks to, uh, to lay down. They got nothing on the line. It's just a singles match. I think this is uh I think the Hardys take this one. They're they're new in the company. They're looking to build them hot and I think um Hardys. Yeah, I mean pretty I mean I hate times like not really contributing anything to this, but for that same exact reason. Mm. I just feel like that it's not their time to lose cuz you know Jeff just got there. Right. Right. Build them up hot. Yep. All right. Yeah. Last match. This is it. Singles match. AEW World Championship. Hangman versus Punk. Another. I, I, this segment really. We, we talked about it a little bit earlier. We had a fucking uh, Hangman was all kinds of intense. And then you got Punk like the old calm vet. Like I'm just not sure why you're taking this personally, dude. He was like yeah, suddenly it turned into Matt Riddle. Dude, why you I do kind of like the direction that they're going with him, where instead of because everybody wants him to be the sort of old antagonistic, like abrasive asshole punk, but him sort of being the passive aggressive asshole punk instead of just like, I don't know what your problem is with me. But, you know, by the way, I uh, did everything you did before you did it. <laughs> yeah. And then, by the way, um, let me just mention this real quick. Was it me? Or did Punk look about five years older tonight than he did last week? Yeah, he did look kind of cold. I don't know. If I, I, I agree with that for another reason. It, like a lot of the like gray hair in his beard was yes. a lot more pronounced than it had been. It's like he added gray to his beard. I mean, it doesn't look bad on him to be honest with you. It just makes him look kind of grizzly. Maybe that's a look he's trying to cultivate, like just grizzled veteran. Doesn't look bad on him. It kind of fits him a little bit. That kind of grizzly, grizzly look. I, I, I if he should keep it, in my opinion. But uh, hey, page punk, page punk, page punk, punk page, punk page, page punk, page or punk. Smart. What do you got on this one? To give me another minute here, or do you need another minute too? And I can keep rattling I mean, on. I can't really give you a, like a super solid reason as to why. But I just feel like they're going to go with Punk on this one. I mean, I, for whatever reason, it, it seems to me like they want Paige to have sort of a short title reign. Or it sort of works more with his character of somebody who is just sort of constantly in, in the face of adversity, trying to bounce back from you know any number of shortcomings that might befall him. 
So it just seems like it, it works a little bit more with his character to have him maybe not have a super long, super dominant reign mm-hmm. so that he can, you know, maybe in a couple of years like, try to get the title back again. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> I go back to when Jericho first said we're going to make we're going to make Adam Page the biggest star in this company. Mm-hmm. I think him beating Punk would be a big notch in that belt. In that's making him a star belt. And then I believe they go back to Chicago in a couple of months. This feud could happen twice, and I believe it will continue after this. I'm going page winning, and then Punk picking up the win. You gotta have Punk and MJF soon again. I'm going page. I'm sticking page. I'm going with page, and I think I, I, I'm I'm thinking they're they're trying to shoot this guy into superstardom, and I think a win over CM Punk will be another, like I said, notch in the belt of Hangman. Um, I'm going to stick with Hangman. So we have only two matches on this card that we, uh, we're, uh, we're battling on, Smart. See, and you thought you wouldn't get another one. But I just go back to... Yeah, the, I mean... I just go back to that Jericho yeah, statement. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I, 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 that, that was kind of... The, that was it. Go ahead. No, just that Jericho statement. I always remember them saying, we're, we're going to make the biggest star out of him. And Punk's one... Punk's a good one to beat to to uh to put that uh to put that star on your uh on your wall, if you will. Um I just see like the next because I feel like Tony Khan has sort of and that doesn't mean that if he loses like Sunday that they're not, like you said, maybe have him win it in Chicago or whatever. Yeah. But I could also see them, you know, having him be champion, sort of the hook, no pun intended, to get people to, you know buy tickets for the Chicago show. But I just feel like AEW is a company that plans out who they want to be their champions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's two or three champions already projected. And I just have to imagine that at some point, the order has to be like something along the lines of Punk, MJF, and then possibly maybe Kingston. So I feel like at some point, the the plan has to be set in place and go into motion. It does. Now, now, did we forget a match? because Wardlow won tonight, don't we get another match at? Uh, don't we get the match at Double or Nothing this week weekend? Wardlow I believe so. Is it not on the Wikipedia? I pulled this early and I put it into a uh, a word file. So it. I guess I, I do could, a quick look. Yeah, I'll do a quick look too. Give me one second here. Let me go to. I have it in my news right there, and there it is, right there. Double or Nothing. Open a new tab. Drop down, hangman up. Oh, MJF versus Wardlow. Yes, definitely. If Wardlow wins, he will be granted his release from his contract with MJF. MJF wins. Wardlow will be banned from signing with AEW. I see no way with the crowd so behind Wardlow as we saw tonight. Um, the crowd loves Wardlow. Absolutely loves this guy. Um, Matter of fact, I, I, I guess we can do picks for that, Smark, and then get right into the Wardlow match, because that was the first match. Sure, we can do that. We'll, we'll do that, get into that, hit your news, and then finish up AEW. Bam! Plan. There you go. All right. I see no way Wardlow loses this match. No way in hell. 
You? Yeah, I mean, unless you want to keep the storyline going, I mean, that would be the real reason to do it, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think Wardlow's going to win it. You can still keep the storyline going, win or, lo- win, or win or lose. Seriously, you can. I mean, th- there's plenty of ways to do this. He wins, MJF can interfere with him signing. Every time he goes to sign, MJF comes down and fucks everything up. Warlow loses. I mean, that's that, that writes itself, obviously. But um, there's still ways to do this. If uh, yeah, and, and like Dirk is saying, and I, that's the obvious answer, is always oh, signs with ROH. I think Tony Khan wants to have ROH guys be original ROH guys that have a name with ROH to begin with. To begin with, I think eventually he may start bringing people from um, AEW. I think instead of their contracts running out, I think he may move a few people over there to the ROH brand if they want to go. But I just don't see any way with the way the crowd has been behind Wardlow. I mean, the guy even went full Ken Shamrock tonight and broke. (laughs) How many times did we say we don't want him to do that, Smart? Right, yeah. But we knew it was going to happen. We did know it was going to happen. We kept saying it was going to happen. We knew, we knew, we knew. We were right. We were right. So, But I just see no way Wardlow's losing this match. That crowd is absolutely behind him. This is the time to pull the trigger. If it was some sort of championship match, I would maybe think twice. But no, no. Wardlow will sign with AEW. We will see him in a nice singles run. And if he can keep the crowd behind him, then, um, which I see no problem with him doing. All he has to do is keep doing what he's doing. The problem is, once he does get his hands on MJF, once that feud is over, I do agree with you, Smart. They better have something good lined up for him because they're kind of blowing their load right away with Wardlow. They better, they better have something fucking lined up for him. And I guess he's we'll also going to be teaming with Danhausen. <laughs> That's how they're going to try to get everybody over. It's going to be like the House of Housen. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Um, but I mean, it, 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 great match tonight. Like I said, though, the 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 crowd was just so behind him. And then you know him taking out security. The crowd was chanting for him. They just fucking love the guy. The crowd there was, was a cool little nuts. spot that I saw that he power bombed one of the security guys against the cage and Ooh. he just like fell through a crack in the cage to the floor. Mm. Yeah, that was that not was really a crack, rough. but like the cage gave way and he just like slid down the cage and hit the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a pretty hard fall, that dude. But he took it fine. Took it fine. But um. That was a good match, and um, that was it for uh, Double or Nothing, which we'll get to Sunday. And I guess now, you know what, Smart? We kind of just talked about the whole Wardlow thing. Um, go ahead, hit that little last uh, last little thing you got there, and we'll go from there, man. All right. So, um, in relation to that, according to a Fightful report Wednesday, Killer Cross and AW had talked about him as an opponent for Wardlow, there it is, as part of the recent MJF angle. 
Impact Wrestling regular W. Morrissey ended up being MJF's hand-picked opponent for Wardlow on Wednesday, May 4th edition of Dynamite, losing after a competitive match. Fightful reported that AEW and former Karrion Cross and WWE couldn't come to terms on a deal, saying he was approached after AEW head, Tony Khan, mm-hmm. said he enjoyed Cross and Scarlett's work in response to a rumor he was originally tabbed for April's Supercard of Honor pay-per-view. Scarlett was not going to be part of Cross's match in AEW, and Cross, quote, was concerned that his introduction to AEW audience would mimic that of his WWE debut against Jeff Hardy, as opposed to the successful NXT formula that had helped lead him to two NXT championships. Since being released by WWE, Cross has worked in New Japan Strong, MLW, Warrior Wrestling, and EW and other Indies. Wait, the the successful NXT formula that led him to the main roster to be released. <laughs> Wait. I mean, I did work while he was there. I think really he's uh, just smart enough to realize, hey, if I'm going to be a part of a major company, I'm not doing it without my smoking hot wife. Oh. Uh... That doesn't surprise me that he was pinned for that spot, but um, no. I, I mean, it makes sense though, because like we were talking about with the whole Sasha Banks Naomi thing, be careful with how you want yourself projected and presented to the people. Like yeah. if he comes in and his like debut, his main job is just to lose to Wordlow, then like where do you go from there? Then you just look like the guy that lost to Wardlow amongst all the other guys that lost to Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, I agree, man. (laughs) I mean, not that this is like a super, like something that you have to think hard about, but like he cares about how he's, you know, presented to the people. I've heard him talk about it. He puts a lot of thought into his character and like, you know, how all of it works. He fucking shaved his head so it would make him look more sinister. He was willing to be bald for like the duration of his WWE career and like before that Lucha Underground and shit just so he would look more menacing. Which he does not look menacing with hair. He's still a very scary guy because he's fucking ripped and shredded to the, you know, to the nines. And that's what I like is the fact that he's got that, you know, when he's doing the whole suit gimmick. It's almost like a, I know Loki does the gimmick, but it's almost like Hitman. Like yeah. He, like this guy you could really see as a fucking Hitman. You know, and I think that's, I know it's not the gimmick he's uh, he's working for, but that's what it reminds me of. I'm a cop show junkie, so leave me alone, but... um it just—it's almost Hot like that. Take. That like character. Saying, he's better with hair. Well, there you go. Some look. Some people like hair. Some people are jealous of hair. Some people don't have hair. It's just hair, man. It's just hair. All right. So let's get to this AEW thing. What do you say? Sure. Let's finish this bad boy up. But I think you're right. I think. Uh, I think Scarlet and Cross are pretty. They're kind of a package deal, and they should be. Not that he can't go anywhere without her. She just adds something. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. <laughs> it's like he's he's a very capable wrestler, and yes. he's 
he's a good character, but at the same time, I, I do feel like he's he, he kind of does need her out there to sort of like complete the picture, as it were. Meanwhile, I also feel like you could kind of just put her with anybody and it would work. So it's like it's it's kind of a tough. He's like a more talented Mark Marrow, and I hate to say it because I Ooh. like the guy. But like we we talked about like them trying to do that to Rusev, and I think unfortunately did they didn't do that to Rusev because Rusev got over on his own as Miro. But I kind of feel like that's the box that crosses in, unfortunately. And I feel like he's at least aware of that enough to be like, yeah, I'm not making a major company debut without. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, unfortunately, there's not that many major companies around right now. But I get what you're saying. Um. Poor guy. <laughs> Dirk's, Dirk has a good point here, I guess. He's better with hair. I'm jealous of hair. Presumably his hair. <laughs> Just hair? Can you picture Bobby Anthem bald? I can't. <laughs> no. No. Well, now he's got a grandson. He may be bald soon. <laughs> and once again, congratulations, Bobby. Uh, fucking grandfather, man. Grandpa Bobby. Grandpa Anthem. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great shit, man. I was talking to him about the other day, and he just, he's, the feeling he gets, he, he got when he first held him, it was, uh, it was good. It was good. I'll just, uh, I'll leave it at that. Um, I gotta say, he's probably the best grandfather rapper of all time. <laughs> that's an interesting, like, market to cross over in. Like how many? I mean, that's amazing. Uh, how many kids can say their grandpa's a rapper and a podcaster, that's but a, a rapper as well? That's a, I mean, that's a great name right there, Grandpa Rapper. I that's perfect. I love it. Oh man, he's oh he's gonna have to sell out. We talked about selling out earlier. He's gonna have to sell out and like put out like a kids album, and just like Bobby Anthem teaches the ABCs. <laughs> I would buy that. Fuck I, it. I, I, he could he could just yeah, read them. Just read it, dude. That's all he has to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that wouldn't work because the kid would stay awake. Because you can't fall asleep while he's, he's reading your story. Oh, plus, we'll have moms coming in there like, oh, I need to borrow this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's like, he's got the book in one hand, and the other hand, he's just like swatting away women's underwear that's being tossed at him. Mommy, how did you get your phone to vibrate that long? What? Okay, okay. A, B, C, D. Okay. <laughs> Fucking Bobby. <laughs> Anyway, okay. uh, all right, we've already talked about some of the stuff going on on Dynamite. Now, this was not only the go-home show for Double or Nothing for Dynamite. There's still a Rampage coming up. But this was also their three-year anniversary, Smart. Does it, does it feel like three years? I, I got to admit, it does not feel like this show's been on for three years, because if you remember... We were doing this show when this when this started and we're and started doing two shows for a while there. Doesn't feel like I guess not to be bogged down with semantics, but it's technically AEW's as a company three year anniversary. True. Because they didn't start running shows until I believe September or October. True. But I want to say late September. But they had that one show uh, Yeah. They had like paper for them. But which was actually technically paid for by ROH and Sinclair. So, but either way, it doesn't feel 
put it this way. Does it feel like three years since Meltzer and Cody made that bet? <laughs> Dirk says it feels longer. It I like how Dirk's just consistently pouring water over the sentiments. He's just like, yeah, it feels like it's been a fucking eternity. It feels like three decades. Dirk's like, it's been a fucking decade, I think. Oh, God. Dirk's getting to be that, uh, Dirk's getting to be that, uh, that old grizzled man. He's got the JR vibes going through him. He's got like, there's grumpy JR tonight. There's grumpy Dirk. Grumpy Dirk. God, oh, fuck it. Feels longer. Fucking 10 year bullshit. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I guess we'll leave that alone before Dirk starts going off on us. Um, after all this stuff, another segment we had, like I said, we already talked about the first segment there with, uh, that first match, which was great. The crowd was fucking, uh, that match got the crowd hot, really did. Um, next thing you know, we got JAS smart. They're walking backstage and they see this, Mm -hmm. this lonely staff member got 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 everything ready to go he's got his fucking clipboard he's ready to fucking work he's got a mox t-shirt on moxley t-shirt and for wearing a moxley t-shirt he gets fucked with and a fireball to the face do you know why he got a fireball to the face right because chris jericho is a wizard holy shit what are you fucking reading my mind dude i my favorite part of the promo obviously i i They've changed their name a hundred times, and I just will forever refer to them as their independent wrestling names. But Scott Parker pulls out his switchblade and then points it at him and then uses it to comb his hair. It was a comb. Those are dollar store. You, you never had those as one of those as a kid? No. I never used weapons okay. as a kid. I just used fists. It's a comb. It's not a weapon. It's a comb. It's a comb. They were made of plastic. Now, now, I will say I may or may not have been watching this, uh, you know, on a tablet. Of course, uh, when you you know you do an extension of the cable company, you can watch. You know, various cable companies allow you to watch the television shows on your tablet. Totally legal. On your app. Totally correct. legal. On the app. Yeah, that's right. On the correct, app. correct. Correct. I, I, I was watching on the TBS app tonight. And by the way, well, that, I mean, as we discussed, I'm a citizen of Canada now, so I was watching it on the TSNN, oh, which saved me from having to see any of those fucking god awful draft pick commercials. Oh my so God bless you on that one. However, god. there was a weird commercial for like Aunt Jemima pancakes mm-hmm. that was specifically in Spanish, but I don't know why. Um, like it was just seemed like really weird to specifically aim just pancakes at I got the Hispanic it. community. I got that one too, and you know that's the old Aunt Jemima company, right? I forget which pan- I didn't remember exactly which pancake company. I just assumed it was Aunt Jemima. That it might used to be else. that used to be Aunt Jemima. Um, <laughs> so the I, artist formerly known as Aunt Jemima. I'm I guess. still very baffled on we're looking for black representation and why did we take her off there again? I don't know. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But I was just confused. <laughs> he specifically targeted the Hispanic community to sell Dude, pancakes um, to. I guess we've learned today I that guess. not a lot of Hispanic people eat pancakes. I I don't know, but I fucking love pancakes, and if, and I fucking don't. It doesn't bother me what they eat. I just know pancakes are fucking good. And I'm if you go toast, out in so. my kitchen and you look on the top of my counter. There is, and I will not get rid of, one bottle. I'm going to keep that motherfucker. (laughs) Um, My grandfather has various collectible 
like soda cans. Yeah. Oh, like no he was a way. Big Jeff Gordon fan, like back in the day, and he has like a Jeff Gordon Pepsi can. What? He has like Kiss has their own soda. He has a unopened bottle of Kiss soda. I'm just picturing you like having your own collection of like Angel Mimo fucking pancake bottles. No, I got one bottle of syrup unopened, and I'm gonna keep it that way. That that's gonna be something that's gonna be eventually worth money. And I just happen to have one in the in the uh, pantry. I told my wife, this one goes up and we're keeping it. I'm telling you, one day, this may pay rent. Uh, <laughs> this may pay our mortgage one day, baby. Let's keep this shit. <laughs> You're going to be on a fucking episode of Pawn Stars or whatever. <laughs> so I got it was this like, bottle. I got this bottle. Still sealed. Still sealed. Never opened. Um, anyway... Um, I, and it's still sealed because uh, I'm a wizard. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. How is that not a lawsuit, by the way? Like, he just shot a fireball at an unpaid in. Well, I'm at, I don't know if he's unpaid. At an intern. Well, they're going to get um, uh, Detective Hogan from the uh, Florida police force to work. I mean, he listened. He was running investigations when he was in Impact. So I assume he can do it. In AEW, if they want to bring him in. Oh, I forgot. Hogan's not allowed there. Um, It'd be so great if they fucking brought back Clarence Mason. Mm. <laughs> or even if, like, that this is how David Otunga debuts in AEW. He's yeah. the attorney. Oh, that would be great. That, 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 that is, I didn't mind David Otunga. I think there was a definite place for him. I just think they couldn't find it. But I think a guy with that pedigree, not to, you know, not to make any, you know, puns or anything, but he's got a hell of a pedigree behind him. Very intelligent guy. I don't know why you can't find I don't know why they couldn't find something for him to do. He had a few problems. I know the Jennifer Hudson thing, he had a few things he had to deal with, but I still say you definitely could have found a you could have found a place for that guy. Anyway, and just part of being in a stable, like anytime there's somebody in a stable and the stable doesn't work well, instead of trying different pieces of the stable, he just gets rid of the whole stable, essentially. Yes, Hit Row agrees with you. I told you that. Oh, I just said exactly. Which, that was who I had in my mind as I was saying they that. It was like, you know, it wasn't yeah. Swerve's fault that that DFAT match wasn't that great, but, you know, you no. fired him too, so. No, you're, apparently, you're, according to the Talk is Jericho podcast, they got in trouble for asking where she went, <laughs> which is like, I would be glad that they fired me if they're like, hey, uh, our stable mate suddenly isn't here. She uh, she OK? And they're like, you're, you're not allowed to ask about her. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. It's like, go fuck yourself, guy. You know what? I, the more stories. They got fired shortly thereafter. Of course they did. But like, there's a couple of news articles that were like trying to make it out to be like they were throwing a temper tantrum. According to Swerve, they just asked why she wasn't there and if they needed like her flight to be covered. It was probably probably ringside news. Uh, Tony Tony Schiavone, Smart <clears throat> in the ring. We did talk a little bit about this CM Punk and Adam Page thing. What I thought was funny was the graphics. Did you look at the graphics on your tablet? <laughs> I uh, didn't see the graphics. <clears throat> the graphics for Punk said, unveiled the Punk Shot Lariat to defeat John Silver. Page comes out. His says, 
used the GTS to defeat Takashida. And I know that that's really not his name. I know I'm butchering it, and I apologize. Um, but I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, and you know what else I found hilarious about this segment, Smark? They focus on all these kids, and they're all chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk. Then they get this one guy up there who's older. He's got this white polo on, but he's got MJF's uh, scarf draped over it, and he's chanting, fuck you, punk. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I don't think they meant to get that guy. <laughs> I do I do really enjoy sometimes when they like go to what they think is going to be the response they want. Yeah. And then they just get the exact opposite. I think this might have been one of those times they did that, but... Um... I thought that was fucking awesome. I was laughing. And if someone was home, they would have fucking probably been like, what are you laughing at? But nobody was here. Um, all right. So after that, we get that. We get Regal coming out. Uh, maybe after that. We're kind of going up and down this card a little bit tonight. Um, Regal comes out when we come back Yeah, from commercial. He's on the commentary team. He's joining them. We get JAS coming out. Jericho immediately stops the music. Crowd is very disappointed, Mark. Very disappointed. And they all get on commentary. We get Kingston Moxley coming out. Finally, the crowd gets to sing something. And then Private Party comes out. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. I am so thankful. They are back to their old selves and their old entrance. It's great. I love it. I liked them the way they were. They did not need to be fucked with. If the fuck it's kind of interesting yeah. that you feel that way because I was watching the match and I was like, "Man, remember when they beat the Young Bucks on like one of the first episodes of Dynamite?" And then it was well, like all downhill from there. I mean, and then I started watching them and I was like, "You know what it is? To me, they come off as like their W, their AW's version of uh, fucking. I almost said primetime players. Now I can't remember the actual name. Fucking." Dawson and Dawkins. Uh, yeah, Dawkins. I, I know who you're thinking of. And <sighs> Jesus, I can't remember. But the point is, is that they're like them, but neither one of them is Ford. They're both Dawkins. I see what you're saying. I do. My God, I bl- I'm blanking. Like, on, with, I'm blanking with, on their like name them, too. Like, oh, shit, that's cool. Uh, why am I blanking God, on their fucking? I, <laughs> ah, they carry cups. Mm-hmm. Red Solo Cup. Why can't we're both blanking on the name? Anyway, someone, um, someone help us. We need a life preserver, Dirk. Come on, please. Street, Street Profits. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and then Jesus. I was trying to think of their name, and the only thing I could think of for some reason was the Primetime Players theme song. I mean, it's Montel Ford. I was like, what is their fucking name? And then I kept just thinking, making moves, making moves, yeah. making million dollar moves. I was like, damn it. I mean, it's Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. I know they're real. I mean, not their real names, but I know their names. I just couldn't put the fucking team together. Mm-hmm. So, yes, so basically, Private Party is Street Profits, but they're both Dawkins. I don't know, man. I Okay. Wow. That's pretty harsh, dude. <laughs> it's just funny. It just made me laugh that just like... We both had two very different experiences because you're like, ah, oh, they're finally back to the way they used to be and they're ready to kick some ass. Well, and I was watching them and like, these guys are not very interested. Well, I just thought they were wasting the fuck away in that goddamn AHFO well, yeah, bullshit. So, and I that know they're. Stable was a mistake. Exactly. 
So I'm glad to see they're at least getting a chance to rebuild slash redeem themselves. Does that makes that make more sense. Oh yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like I said, everybody in that stable did not benefit at all from being in that stable. No, everyone in that stable needs needs you know a little redemption and rebuilding. So <laughs> Jack Evans got fired. Nobody cares about the butcher and the blade anymore. The fucking private party had to go back to the original gimmick. Yeah. I mean, listen, it was either that or go with a Howard Stern thing about the movie. I don't know what they were going to do. So, um, anyway, let's go back to this bad boy. Where were we? Where were we? Right here. Um, But I did like, uh, like I said, uh, this match, though, was going well. Um, The... JAS comes down, interferes. Next thing you know, Brian's down there. Santana Ortiz is down there, and it's a clusterfuck. Now, since we got, I mean, I, I know we're pushing time a little bit here as usual. Um, I'm seeing a lot of hate for Aubrey Edwards, Aubrey Edwards lately. Are you seeing the same thing online? Oh. That was that was I, I I knew there was something from the segment that I wanted to talk about that made me laugh because mm. there was some interference. Yes, and uh, <laughs> fucking, I think it was wasn't Jericho on commentary? Yes, Jericho was on yes. commentary, and he said, "I want to know why that jackass Rick Knox hasn't disqualified them." And Jim Ross said, "Well, there you got your answer. You answered yourself." <laughs> I was like, he just low key shitted on Rick Knox. <laughs> That's what I love about JR. Fucking JR. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, now, Smart. But what were you talking about the hate for Aubrey Edwards? What was that about? Aubrey Edwards lately online is just getting a lot of hate for just. Heavens. I, I don't get it. She's just a ref. I, oh, she makes too many faces. She's out there. She has to get her face in the match. She has to do this. She has to do that. That's Jericho's ref. I don't know if anybody understands that. <laughs> That's Jericho's referee. That's, I don't know, man. I just think she's getting a lot of hate, and I don't think it's warranted. I like her. I think she's a good ref. I, I think every now and then she does get a little too animated in the matches, but it doesn't bother me. If if the ref really bothers you in in any wrestling match, I think you should probably stop watching wrestling. I really do. Because guess what? They're in every fucking match. Stop. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... I, I've spent so much time watching WWE that I'm kind of trained to just not pay attention to the referees or the commentators. There you go. But, I mean, I know all of them. I know all of the AW referees. I know fucking Bryce Ramsberg, and I know Rick Knox and Aubrey Edwards and all of those people. But I just, I, I'm not analyzing the referee's performance while I'm watching the match. I'm watching the rest of them. Yeah, and you listen, you're either going to completely ignore the referees like WWE wants you to do, or you're going to actually acknowledge them, which AEW does. I actually appreciate when they acknowledge referees here and there. Just my feeling. I kind of do like that they play up that they all have their own like kind of personality and style of refereeing match. Yes. Where like Rick Knox is kind of just going to let anything happen. And then like Aubrey Edwards is more of a disciplinarian. Well, she's, you know, very, very strict. Very yes, strict I, I knew that I opened up Pandora's box with that one. But. I 
nothing wrong with a good strict woman. Uh, we get Caprice uh, Coleman on commentary, and I meant to ask you, Smart Caprice Coleman, an ROH guy, obviously. He sure is. I'm curious to see what you think about him as a commentator because he's sort of divisive, as is somebody else that's going to be involved in the segment later. But um, uh, some people like him. I like him. Some people really don't like him because he uh, occasionally has like the southern kind of where he slips in some dusty isms where like he doesn't like steal from dusty roads but he says like some southern shit every now and again and i right. don't think people like that i'll be honest he really didn't say that much tonight that not that i heard yeah i really i, I would say i'm I, I won't judge him off of this fucking one appearance because i don't feel like he said very much tonight so i'm not gonna judge him i i, I know that's not the answer you were looking for but I, I was looking I for an answer and you gave me one. That's all I really yeah, wanted. I didn't really hear him that much tonight. And maybe it's because I wasn't paying attention, but I didn't really hear him that much. So I don't want to sit there and either praise or shit on the guy when I uh, when I didn't really hear much from him tonight. So I do like how when they do Ring of Honor segments that they use the Ring of Honor announcer and now mm-hmm. they're using Ring of Honor commentators. They're, like sort of incentivizes you to actually like watch Ring of Honor because it's it's, it's its own thing. Trying to keep true to it, man. And I like that they're doing it. But um, this was uh, uh, Rapungi Vice versus FTR. Right. This was for the tag titles, right? ROH. Mm-hmm. ROH tag titles. Um, match was great. Actually, I, I, again, I'm not the biggest fan of FTR, but they do. And they have been putting on some really good matches, uh, which I have no, zero issues with, obviously. And the next thing you know, Jeff Cobb and Thanks to Smark, I caught this guy's name. Great O'Con, another con, uh, run or well, they kind of ran. Did, did, did the big boys ain't running. They were running as fast as their uh, as their little legs and giant body would take them. Um, <laughs> that is true. I just now realized if, if if there's any criticism against Jeff Cobb, who by the by is my favorite big man in wrestling, yeah. not to say that he's the best, but just my personal favorite, he does have kind of tiny legs. Yeah, yeah, it's just these little they're like little two little pit bulls running to the running running to the ring with, and um, they come out and they uh, they basically just take out everybody in the match. I got to tell you, this is one of the uh, few times that the match was called for disqualification in AEW. Um, but what but my favorite part was watching Trent get iron clawed through a table off the apron. Which, by the by, fuck them, because they really could have done a solid and made me look like an oracle. Because <laughs> we were talking about who Samoa Joe was going to be, the, who was going to take on Samoa Joe as the wild card. Mm. And I said, like two weeks ago, Hey, you know what I would like yep. if it was Jeff Cobb, and then the very fucking next week, Jeff Cobb debut. Well, not debuts, but returns. I guess because he was already he was he did an episode of Dynamite as they said on commentary, right? But it's like, damn, you couldn't have done me that solid. But I was happy to see them. I was a little bit bored with the match, so like it was a good like technically speaking, it was a sound match. Like they didn't fuck anything up. It was decent enough, but I just it was just kind of, eh. and then I was like, oh, holy shit, Jeff Cobb, this is awesome. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute, you, you really could have helped me out last week. But um, 
again, small sample size, so I'm not expecting like a super in-depth analysis on this one, but I have seen him before and I quite like him. But the Great Okan is a little bit also divisive. I feel like I was telling you in Messenger, he kind of has a little bit of a throwback vibe to me. He seems right. like kind of like those like 80s like WWF, whereas like everybody had a gimmick. He does seem like kind of something Vince would think up, but like without him just being a total like uneducated savage, which is what Vince would probably make him do. He he's actually like a thinking man. Uh, but he's got a cool look, got a cool vibe, but like not everybody likes him. He's hit and miss with some people. So I wanted to know what you thought about the great Ocon. Uh, from what little I saw, no problem. I actually like the guy. Like I said, I I I was a fan of the Iron Sheik and I liked how they used the Iron Claw. That was pretty cool. Also a move used by um uh, Kerry Von Erich, right? Was it Kerry? Mm-hmm. It was, it was Kerry. one of the Von Erichs. I'm it was not sure one of them. I, I, I think it was Kerry. Chat room, if I'm wrong on that, please correct me. Um, Got to be so, careful, though, because your card as a Texan might be revoked. I, I'm not an original Texan. I am this not a true. native. Were, not a native. Not a native. So don't, don't, don't put me in that fucking... Don't do it, Smart. Don't do it. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, after, but I had no problem. I thought Great O'Con was actually good. I think the guy's got a good look, and I've really never, I'm not familiar with him. But uh, from what little I saw of him, give me more. I like him. Give me more. That's what I'll say for that. What little I saw of him. Um, Dan Lambert uh, announced that we are going to get a new belt for the TNT Championship. Since one is broken, one has jizz all over it. We need to switch those belts, I guess, um, as they did with the NXT belt when those pictures of Paige came out. Uh, so I guess you just can't. <laughs> and then unfortunately, somebody posted a collage of various women kissing the belts. Oh, God. Why did they have to uh, do that? <laughs> anyway. And it was like um, after Paige, too. So it was like Asuka and Bailey and all these poor people. I remember that. Like, that. I remember who that. With the transitive property have also swallowed Brad Maddox's calm now. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, she sterilized it. Maybe some alcohol or something. But I got a oh, feeling. Oh, by the way, real quick, I got to no. let my dog out. So I'll be back in a moment. All right, good. You got a what? Oh, I was going to say, I got to let my dog out real quick. She's clamoring to go outside, and I don't wish to clean up after her. So I'm going to go do that. Okay, that's fine. We got one quick segment to talk about, and then we're out of here anyway. Um, last segment on this show that I, that we're going to get into was the uh, Kyle O'Reilly, obviously the um, main event of the show. And we talked a little bit about it already, but um, obviously we, we said that Samoa Joe won. Uh, Samoa Joe pa- basically made O'Reilly pass out. He did not tap out. Um and then I'll be honest, Cole came out and my app locked up. I just saw Cole came out. I think they just had a little from the ramp in the ring stare down. And I think that was it. But um, this was a pretty good show tonight for a go home show. I think they definitely did a good job at uh, promoting their pay-per-view. They still have one more show to do that on. And uh, I really feel that uh, I-, I think this is going to be a good a good pay-per-view coming up on um, Sunday. And once again, a great is coming on Sunday. We got no, most of us have uh, Monday off and um, I know I do. And I think it's going to be good. Like I said, probably me and Smart will come on here Sunday night and go ahead and review this. 
I'll watch it live, which I don't do very much. But since I don't have to work the next day, I don't think it'll be a problem. Um, but uh, we'll plan on doing that. And on that note, I'm pretty sure if I start doing plugs right now, Smart will be back before I'm done. So on that note, I got nothing else. Um, I know we started on a pretty down note tonight, but um, I think we had to. And no, it wasn't just because AEW addressed it. I'm in Texas, and like I said, I've, I've it, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a thing happening everywhere, and it could happen anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in the country, in the city, um, anywhere. It, uh, you know, uh, horrible things can happen anywhere. So we felt we should at least mention that at the beginning of the show, which is why we did. And um, I think we had a pretty damn good show otherwise. So. I'm going to go ahead and knock out these plugs. Hopefully, Smark will be back before I am done. Otherwise, we'll just wrap this bad boy up. We've got the high marks. That's right. Cheese Man Mojo and G-Wiz. That's right. I want you guys checking them out. Where are you going to check them out? Go right here. You're already on Mixler. Go ahead. Mixler.com slash Metal Mid Podcast Network. Check those guys out over there. And that's Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. But, of course, they'll probably be watching the pay-per-view. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get everybody, see what happens here. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They're the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check out on all the usual podcast platforms. Once again, congratulations to Bobby Anthem uh, on his grandson. And uh, just... Congratulations to Bobby Anthem anyway. How's that? And, of course, everything on Scripted Wrestling Podcast, the EUP Network over there on Blog Talk Radio. Check out Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there. And you can find them on all the usual podcast platforms also. And while you're looking around, if you're looking around at that old internet, the old internets, you can go ahead and check out uh, Letterboxd, boxdcom slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan, and uh, he's over there reviewing films. Definitely go over there and check him out. Like I said, for the movie review this show, uh, show this week, I may go see Maverick Friday or Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Friday or Saturday. If I do, that will be it. Otherwise, kind of itching to do another music show. So I'll see what genre I decide to come up with, and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, it looks like Smark is back to wrap up these plugs. So go for it, my man. All right. Well, be on the lookout for Shatterday, Boxes William Shatterday <laughs> podcast. Um, also, be sure to listen to Mondays, 8.30 p.m., Metal Med Podcast Network, and wherever you get your podcast, Cheese on Sports, Cheese, G-Wiz, Luke Birch, Matt, and myself. Yeah. One more episode until <laughs> we take our summer break, so be sure to join us before we take our radical sabbatical. We'll be talking about NBA finals, or we're talking about NHL finals, and USFL from three people to watch that. Also, be sure to listen to Mojo and Dirk's Most Dastardly Show wherever you get your podcast. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet Rack on Tour. This is the Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Grandpa Bobby Anthem, Grandpa Papa Dave Sincere, to Pause One Pod, how about it? And Yuck Nasty, he's not a grandpa, but he is a mother. Just kidding, love you, Yuck. Be sure to check them out. Season 1, all 16 episodes are available, and Season 2 is rolling out as we speak, up to 8 episodes, so be sure to check them out so you don't miss a podcast episode update. Be sure to subscribe. Oh, yeah. And for a sports show, I'm kind of surprised y'all don't cover the uh, 
lingerie fighting league. It's just something I should recommend to you guys. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's it, folks. Not a bad idea. Uh, just something to say. They're there, there, there all year. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate you, Smark. And everybody, plain and simple, be safe out there. <laughs>